So I would like to try to keep it under four hours, if at all at all possible. Yeah, we'd, we'd like a lot of things, wouldn't we? Uh-huh. I'd, uh-huh. Li- I'd like a million dollars. I'd like peace in the Middle East. But you know what, <laughs> bud? This is ghoul school. So, some things are within our within our control, though. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Well, that's, that's too bad. I mean, the specter of death hangs over us all equally, and uh, this is the only opportunity we have to come together and uh, do what's right by fans and ghouls alike. I don't think anybody wants this. Oh, tough. And just so you're aware, RJ, we are live. I, I stand by it. I don't think Good. anybody fine. wants this. That's fine. People never have before. I mean, I'm just looking at our yeah. stats right now. You know, it seems okay. It seems okay. Oh, well. I think it's it's in a bit of a nosedive, free, free fall. I mean, these ghoul schools always take a big bite out of our uh, bottom line. But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it? It's worth it at the end of the day. Because you know why? Oh, it, it feels so goddamn good on a Sunday night to not be like, I have to watch a Criterion. Well, I mean, the alternative to not watching a Criterion doesn't have to be a hundred plus movies. It's it doesn't really need to be one or the other, mm. you know. No, that's freedom. That's, oh, that's, that's freedom because I've got choice, RJ. Got really, choice. it's not a compulsion or anything. Yeah, I understand. I I mm-hmm. am finally kind of aware of what you're working on here. I mean, I've only watched fifty one things since we last recorded only so only. what's your and two, pace and, two, like? and, two and two of those are cassavetes hmm. it's 49 that's pretty reasonable like 50 a day well for every two weeks yeah he's watching like 50 a day it's hmm. pretty pretty outrageous if you ask <sighs> me no maybe if i was just sticking to those brackages uh the buy brackage yeah well we're gonna get those eventually again won't we well, yeah there'll be another wave Oh. A tsunami of Stan coming at us. But Do you stand for Brackage? That no. Uh that's that's a day down the road. Right. Long down the road. We're not here about that shit, RJ. No, we got important stuff to talk about. How's your uh the, the the latter part of October treating you? Well, Garrett Pumpkin, uh wouldn't you know? I think this is all always what happens to me. I start pretty strong and then uh 
I don't want to use the word fizzle because I think I'm still I'm still going pretty well. I am officially at 50 as of today, um, but I I know it's a long ways away from 61. Uh, yeah, I mean I have a couple days left, so I start strong, but uh, I actually had some uh, some work things that needed attention and it took a little bit of my time jared Mm. it's taking a little bit of my time and there was a moment uh a couple days ago when i had like half an hour left of the day before i you know tucked myself in for the long goodbye and uh i was i was actually pretty bummed out that i couldn't just watch uh some star trek and and just kind of soak away i was like i was like i i i have to watch i have to watch something else you know, well, you know, come Sunday, you'll be uh, docking once again at that uh, station in the sky. With I, our uh, good friends, Bashir, Odo, oh, Cisco. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't think Bashir fits on that list. Well, he's no. He's number one. I thought. Oh right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was actually, I was a little bit bummed. Um, I still am enjoying my Creeptober. I'm not burnt out on it yet, but uh, I've just been so busy with work that at the end of the day, making, even though I only have like not even 10 movies left on my list, making a selection out of those takes too long. And I just wanted the comfort of not having to decide and just throw on uh, Deep Space Nine. So um, no. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely sizzling i haven't burnt out yet but i'm sizzling si- or, or, or is it a simmer it's a simmer it's a simmer and sizzle okay there's a pop once in a while just how about you uh what is your official count before we get started well as of right now upon recording mm-hmm. is that what you're asking mm-hmm. um <clears throat> 121 entries okay so I know that probably what thirty of those are shorts. Thirty or yeah, thirty of those are shorts, which still leaves you at kind of a nice round ninety. Uh, I've been yeah. approached by several listeners of the podcast, and they want me to just ask you a simple question. You okay? I'm good. I'm yeah. doing great, actually. Fantastic. You know, no one needs you know, to worry about me. It's 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 all good. It's all good. Okay. I this mean, is what they they wanted, right? Look, I mean, just because these these people are underachievers in their uh, own lives doesn't mean uh-huh. that like there's anything wrong. I mean, they just, they're looking upon greatness, mm-hmm. commitment, and they're like, "Oh, there must oh, be something yeah. wrong there." It's like, no, 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 everything's right. Okay, okay. Well, that I mean, that's that's all I needed. To, I, I have uh, to pick no. up the slack for the rest of you. That's and, true. You know what? Like, you look at like some. There's some real people with real numbers behind him you look at that like that actium jackson maximus you see what what's he, he up to i think he's at like 135 or something like that yeah and he's and that's, that's some real features i don't know i don't know what that's... he does i don't know if he's watching these movies or if he puts them on does other things mm, he never he never st- struck me as know. the kind of guy who wouldn't who would kind of like idly watch stuff you know i, I feel I, like I, right i mean that's that I, I guess so, but man, that's a you got to do other things at some point, right? Get to eat. Maybe you don't. Maybe not. Stop eating. That I mean, that's yeah. a commitment level. That I mean, that scares uh-huh. me. Which is which well, is apt for this time of year, I suppose. It is. It is. 
Uh, well, I'm glad that uh, you can somehow rationalize it to yourself and to others. And, uh, you know, I think uh, if anyone is to blame, it's um, some of the listeners. Because uh, I think a while ago, they're like, what's up with Jarrett no. not watching movies? See? And then look what happened. Look what happened. There. Here well, we are this now. This is blood in, on their hands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like I've said before. I think they're bad dudes. I think you're a bad dude. Um, pretty much everyone except for me is a bad dude. Fair. You know? You know? Did we get email today? We're not going to read them. But Fuck did we? no. We didn't get a single email. So very good oh, so behavior. People, very people good. Knew. Good, good, everybody. You're yeah. doing as well. You can return next week. And we'll, if we'll, they if, want to. If they want to. They might just say, fuck it. They they had two weeks off in October. They might just be done with the podcast. Yeah, break the cycle. Break the cycle. Oh, so what were we talking about, Garrett Pumpkin? I don't know. Uh, like spook movies or something? RJ Bagul. <clears throat> hey, you're coming in pretty clear today so far. But I, the night is young. The night is young. I got a new connector for my e- Ethernet. Hot so dog. hopefully this this does the trick, if you know what I mean. did that not come through no it did (laughs) what what was wrong with that i don't know you're not doing the trick over there hopefully it does the trick oh so where did we leave off last time we we didn't we we didn't even finish like everything we'd seen up to that point i mean i think i touched upon people should check out every 90s commercial ever I could have talked about uh, the the film that is Malevolence from 2004, which, uh-huh. oh, my review, it says it all. It's so, uh, you know, Anchor Bay, before, mm-hmm. b- before like Arrow really, and Vinegar Syndromes and the, the, the synapses really taken hold, there was Anchor Bay that was putting out all this like good horror stuff. Mm-hmm. And they would also put out new releases. And uh, it seems like there's always this rush from horror fans of like watching some new thing. And if they're there early enough, they're like, oh, this is it. This is the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Like without fail. It doesn't matter what it is. They're always like, this is it. This is the next blank. Like th- mm-hmm. this, like, but no one ever knows what it is. But if you say it enough and it turns out to be true, you can be like, I got it right. It's like it's like it... a, it's like a, it's like that guy who says, "Hey, I made millions on the stock market, and this is what I predict this time. You should get definitely uh, jump on my Patreon." Mm-hmm. What what, uh, what do you think their Patreon is? Is it just tips for the stock market? Yeah, it's called just the tip. Oh, is that that Matt Fraction Chip Zdarsky books? Uh, that book, Sex Criminal. They had, they put out another one called Just the Tips. Oh, okay. Or it was just the tips. Oh, I didn't. The... I wasn't aware. I bought it from you, the did, book. Did you? From your store. Well, I don't, I, it's not my store. From the store that you work at. Okay, that's fine. That's believable. I. That's something, it's not a comic that I'm familiar with. What were you talking about before you, you got into tips? Malevolence. So, oh, hey, right. RJ, have you ever seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, I um. Have you seen? Have it. you seen, like, other movies that are basically just being Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Well, about a hundred of them. Yeah, this is just like one of those. Yeah, that's not good, man. It's not well. It's nothing special. I guess it, it. It actually is a movie though of like all these movies that I have watched this month. It's actually trying to be scary, which mm-hmm. um, on Sunday on a I, I took a little bit of time away from paint or from watching movies to do a little bit of minifig assembly at the comic okay. store, and mm-hmm. I was ta- I was chatting with a, a friend of mine, Jay, and he was asking me. 
it's like so what, what are some good horror movies and i'm like well, what do you like and he's like well i don't know i, I do like jump scares <laughs> and i was kind of like okay. okay i mean that's kind of like not my thing uh mm-hmm. it, it, it all depends like i don't know rj how, how do you feel about like overtly scary movies do you like to get spooked um i mean i don't mind it it's just it's when it's when that's all it is then that's kind of a big turnoff like i do prefer the i'm a fan of the slow burns in not the airy aster slow burns the other or, or, or the, the oh the tie west that not the tie west slow burns uh i'm more thinking of have you oz ever perkins to john uh, yeah, the Oz Perkins slow burns, or you know, maybe the John Carpenter, um, not his movies, but the way he talks. Carpenter, uh, John Carpenter, John Carpenter, Carpenter. Carpenter. Well, yeah. he probably hangs out with Paul Cassavetes, no? Jassavetes. Yeah, ja- Jass Janus. Remember Janus? What were you talking about? Cinema. Texas Chainsaw? Do you like to be scared? Do you like oh, yeah. scared? Like movies are like actively like trying eh. to like, I don't know. I Sometimes. Sometimes. But like sometimes like, I guess I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I'm too scared. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't like it. What, what got you too scared this month? Uh, this movie? Not, well, this movie is trying to. About? This movie is trying to. Oh. It happens more okay. of like, I find, I do find, I think that's why found footage movies uh, found mm. success was because they could actually elicit like jump scares fairly effortlessly. And because it's like, you're looking at reality. And so when things, when yeah. Oogity Boogity comes out looking at finding you to get the you, what? the Oogity Boogity. Okay. Oogity yeah. Boogity Woo. Like, like, like Mr. Boogity. Remember that guy? Yeah. yeah didn't Josh Fraser uh, tell us to watch that movie once? Mr. Um, Boogity. I don't know. He might've. Or was that Mr. Bones? I don't know. He doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, so we can't. Uh, Mr. Boogity. He's he's doing other things that are important real, instead of listening to, real, listening to me. Real works. So, real works. Malevolence. Yeah, this is a. It's a oh, yeah. Guess what they do at the beginning of this movie? The the, the, the guys, they rob a bank. <laughs> this is like part of like the movies oh. we were talking about last time. It was like, yeah, people robbing banks and they go into the country and then the real horror begins. Oh, okay. And there's three. I, and there's I, I, three I of these. There's three of these malevolence films. And I think the third one like just recently came out because it takes oh, time. Really? Uh, well, this one was 2004, and oh, it's like wow, I'm up to three likes on mine. Wow, very nice. Uh, there's so malevolence two goes by bereavement, and then malevolence three comes along called malevolence three killer. Was it killer? I don't know. I I haven't seen it. Okay. But yeah, this uh Steven Mann or Mina, sorry. Uh this is all he does. He makes malevolence films every oh, what is this, two thousand four, two thousand ten? Like yeah, every like eight years, six to eight years he makes one of these. Maybe that's what we should do for ghoul schools every six <sighs> to eight years. Oh wow. His uh letterbox bio, wherever it it got sourced from. Screenwriter published novelist, award-winning director, editor, and composer, Stephen is the quintessential auteur. Really? I thought you were the quintessential auteur. That's what I thought, but I guess Stephen yeah. uh, got me beat. And then he also did a uh, um, something called Brutal Massacre, a comedy, back in 2008. So he, he dabbled in a little bit of a horror comedy. Huh. I know you're a big fan of horror comedy. Oh, it's, sorry. It's a mockumentary, too. 
That's something I know to you're see. an even bigger fan a, of those. A sure sign of auteurship is the mockumentary. Mm. Anyway, Malevolence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Good it, show or what? It exists. It exists. Okay. Uh, I also watched The Wind. You hear about this? Oh, is that a Shutter exclusive, Jarrett? Well, I think it actually had a theatrical release, and then it oh, got. Did it? And I think it did. I think it might have even. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I thought it actually. I thought it played at Movie Mill. That one and uh, that um, the Nightingale, I think, both had theatrical release. Maybe it's just the streaming rights or Shutter exclusives yes, that's, or something. That's, like that. that that's I think right. Yeah. Yeah, because and I I didn't know that that Nightingale movie was a horror. I remember well, I think, that book. Well, I think Nightingale's on Prime now too. Sometimes, so you, there's a little. I've noticed there's sometimes errors in uh, Just Watch when it's set and Prime itself. If you search something on Prime, it might say that it's on there, and then when you click on it, it'll be like available on Shutter because Prime owns Shutter now. Uh, so what do you know about the wind? Uh, I know that I make wind. Well, first of all, this movie's got a big strike against it. It, it was directed by a woman, so RJ's out, and okay. it stars a woman, so that's it's out. Two there strikes, you. you're out. Yeah, RJ's not going to bother. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a movie. It, it's like loosely a remake, not really. So back in like 1928, there's a movie called mm-hmm. The Wind, silent mm-hmm. film. It is awesome. It is fantastic. It's one of those like top tier sound films that has kind of like languished and there's no big like Blu-ray release of it to like really show it off, but it's fantastic. It's okay. this whole idea of like, you know, it's just like kind of the the struggle of pioneer life or co- mm. co- colonial uh st- struggles. You love uh, that, don't you? I do. I like mm-hmm. uh people going out to the middle of nowhere and then facing the elements. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is that kind of story and okay. it's kind of, um, I don't know if it, it fits into the elevated horror genre of which that we exist in currently, the mm-hmm. thing, like everything is like the witch. Now everything is about being drawn out pacing, but it works mm-hmm. only if you have something there and this at 86 minutes, even. It, it doesn't feel like there's enough going on. I think the biggest offense of this film, for me personally, and it's not a badly made movie. It actually looks pretty good. Uh, and it's a, it's a horror western, which is also good. But how do you make a movie called The Wind, but like don't do anything with The Wind? Is it metaphorical wind, Jarrett? Well, I don't know. You know, metaphors are uh, pretty it's popular. It's about ghosts. There's like some cool, like, or something, ghost demons. There's like alluding to demons, and there's like kind of uh, I guess I would call undemarcated flashbacks. So it seems like there's times where like your sense of time and space kind of shift effortlessly back and forth, and you're kind of like, oh, wait a minute, that's a flashback. Oh, this person's still alive, and now it's like starting to play with that, which I guess is like supposed to capture a sense of being on the prairie, and every which way you look, it kind of just looks the same. Mm. There's like an, I guess there's an attempt to play with that. And I kind of like acknowledged that that was going on, but at the end of the day, the movie didn't really leave much of an impression. And I watched this like two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to take a break from watching seventies exploitation horror movies or like Euro horror or stuff like that. And watch them in contemporary from like twenty eighteen and be like, oh, this feels so, you know, current and it's, mm-hmm. it's very watchable. But at the same time, you're left at the end of the movie going, oh. 
that it, that's it, huh? <laughs> like it didn't do anything. It didn't like hit me with an image that you're looking for in a horror movie of like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Like that's kind of what you mm. want in a horror movie. You want something to like unsettle you, and it just doesn't do that. Was it a slow burn, Jarrett? They aren't they all? As I turn to the camera and wink. <laughs> do you think I would get more out of this movie since I'm a big, uh, big slow boy? <laughs> no, because again, RJ, director, what? star oh yeah okay you cut out but i can only assume that you were making comments about my character and my uh the things that i like and don't like that'd be be correct yep okay so you're giving this a this is a this is a real for me a five out of ten experience okay that's act for you that's not bad though Eh, it's not good though sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah uh, one of the highlights, though, of the first like half of the month, though, was this movie called Bliss. You know, so Jarrett, I was, I saw you watch this. I saw it go into some of uh, your top category here for most liked new watches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Jarrett, I was a little surprised by that. Why? Is I that? haven't seen Bliss, but so this is directed by Joe. Bagos, 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 and uh, I've kind of been very leery about what I've been seeing because he does a lot of pastiche. Are can I ask you something? Yeah. Are you gonna check out VWF next? I want to see. I do want to see it. Like I've, I've, I if if someone hands me a copy of VFW. I will 100% be all over top of it. Like, I want this thing because, like, yeah. there's, like, a 4K release of it, but, like, it's not on Amazon.ca. It's really annoying. There was a guy on Facebook was selling it for, like, 15 bucks, but he only wanted mm. e-transfer, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, my dude. So, mm. but, like, I've seen this, like, there's this almost human movie of his, The Mind's Eye, which is his scanners thing, VFW, mm. which is, like, Carpenter up and down, and now Bliss, which... I th- I feel like probably Bliss is going to be his best movie to date for me, okay. like for my tastes. Okay. Um, so this is a movie about a, a young woman who is a kind of like on on the verge of success as an artist. She's a painter. Mm-hmm. She's got a dealer who kind of fucks around. She's got like this like older guy that she sees has kind of like a you know very casual relationship in Los Angeles. And, you know, she's like, all the, all the things are set up pretty quickly. It's like, yeah, she's kind of like about to get kicked out of her apartment unless she can like get this painting done. But, you know, the process is difficult. Uh, and then it's like kind of like a seeing this kind of, you know, contemporary character, you know, that does like, you know, everything but maybe the work they need to do. So they're drinking, partying, fucking their friends. Excuse being, me? Being, irrespo- yeah. being irresponsible. Uh, and one thing leads to another and then mm-hmm. this this movie kind of takes a turn and then we get into some like vampire stuff but it's all very oh, okay. matter of fact it, it fits mm-hmm. very much into like kind of like that 90s black and white uh art house vampire stuff that we had going like nausea uh, the addiction and mm. so anyway i i thought this this movie looks cool um uh, it's like unlike pretty well a lot of the horror movies that i've been checking out lately mm-hmm. and i mean i don't know if you're gonna like this very much but i i don't know if like, i feel like you might be like these i hate these characters and mm-hmm. uh, and check right out i i feel that's a possibility um mm-hmm. i 
there is no animal violence, which is uh, up, which is which is a good, right? Mm-hmm. right? That's a that's a strong plus. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, so it's, when, it's it's pretty cool. And there's like when the when the violence sneaks up on you, it's pretty effective. Um, mm. And yeah, no, I think this is like a, a probably I, I would assume it's probably his best movie because uh, I have not seen really anyone super in love with the Mind's Eye, his scanners thing. Mm-hmm. What about VFW? I I've, I I I totally want to see that because it too has George Went. Yes, it does. Because Bliss does. also has George Went just for a little oh. bit. And so he's one of his guys. He's one of his dudes now. Well, I know a guy who owns that. Uh, I could maybe arrange something mm. if if you know you make it worth my while. Okay. Um, but uh, so I noticed you used the word art house in there a little bit. Did you know that art isn't real, Jared? I I feel like I've heard that before. Okay. I can't recall where though. Okay, I just I just kind of wanted to like throw that out there, but um, I mean I would check it out. I thought VF is it VFW or VWF? V- VFW. VFW. Yeah, I liked what I saw in that. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll I was gonna check out Bliss, but I think uh, with the in the dying grind here, I'm gonna try to get some some shit movies out because I yeah. don't want to watch those in the normal year. The artisanal. <laughs> those, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, like right now, I've got what do I got? Four days till the end of the yeah. month. Then then you can't watch horror movies ever again for for yeah. an, for eleven months, or sure. at least till May. Um, and I'm like, well, do, what do I watch? And like, do I watch some like some quality stuff? Because I definitely feel deprived of like four star movies that or things that are potentially going to be four stars. Because sometimes knowing you're going to watch something that's two and a half, three, it's relaxing. You, yeah, you, it you're, is. It's like, oh, this is nice. This movie is just about like you know, disco and werewolves or something like that. And like that's like very like, oh, this is nice. This is good. Is there such a thing? Do you have a disco werewolf movie? Because I'd be interested. <sighs> Only in my mind. Frig. Uh, so one thing I did, uh, because I'm a dork, uh-huh. is on Letterboxd, you can arrange things uh, by year and by genre and also by popularity and by mm. highest rating. And so I was like, well, maybe I should go through every single year since 1920. Oh, God. Because this doesn't actually take that long to do. And you can actually, uh, it, it really doesn't. Like, okay, it sounds like a lot. It's like you're going through a hundred years, but when you just go and click, you make one click of the button, and then you're like, oh, that's that year's, and then you click, oh, that's that next year's, and then you add them to a list. So mm-hmm. I was kind of compiling a list of things that are like the highest rated things I had never seen before that fall, that are constituting as horror by year that I hadn't seen. And so I kind of like, and then, and then you make that list and then you organize it by the runtime shortest to longest. And you hit those short ones and knock those out because 99% of those are going to be on YouTube. And, and uh, are they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the worst thing I watched hands down was meet the pyro, which is a two minute long advertisement for team fortress 2 about mm. the like flamethrower guy from the team fortress game and it is like the it's like such nerd humor I, this looks like real shit what are you doing well i, I had to, i just got it's only two minutes i knocked it out okay. and i went this is horrible in fact uh-huh. uh one of our dear listeners sent us a uh what basically is a meme from meet the pyro rj i'm not sure if you're aware of that i don't even know what this team fortress shit is 
it's it's a pretty popular game. You ever played Team Fortress? This fun. Nope. Team Fortress was fun when I was like in high school in 1999 or whatever. When like, you were they're playing, people were playing Counter Strike. People were playing Team Fortress back in the old days of Valve mm. or Steam or whatever it was. Interesting. No. Mm. Anywho, suspect. Horrible. Like I, this is like the, ugh. I, I I can I could hear the laughter though of people who love this stuff and I'm like no this it's like that Kung Fury thing oh yeah yeah it's, yep. it's 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 kind of like in the same ballpark of just like this is not a good time for Jarrett um, yeah. another low light was Satan and the Virgin which like that sounds pretty fucking cool right it does well yeah. all this is is like a couple minutes long and it is a it is footage of a burlesque show. Of this girl with a like Satan puppet and them going to bed together, and she dances around and it's like, oh, <laughs> this is this is well regarded on Letterboxd by like math. <laughs> That's and it's horror and it's like, no, yeah. No. I, I, if I had a nickel, Jarrett, for every time math did me did me dirty, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I I couldn't figure it out, but. Um, I, I mean, one one piece of class that I finally knocked out after all these years was the <laughs> Big Shave. Are you familiar with the Big Shave? Uh, I I've heard of it. I can't remember why. So though. this is uh Martin Scorsese. It, okay, it, it's a short film of his where it's like the thing where he goes and he shaves in the mirror, mm. but but it goes a little beyond that as well. And apparently, it's about Vietnam. It's kind of kind of like Death Dream. Oh, it's uh, it's all uh, a flashback, a PTSD. Uh, no, no, no. It's about the state of America, RJ. Oh, like current state? Of all, all at all times. Oh, it's an evergreen short. It just works all at whatever. A- absolutely. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Then I watched. I think actually. Okay. No, the worst thing I watched. <laughs> I don't know. This is like in quotes like this is something called the ghost of the hotel from 2013 okay who words there are no words for what this is i think it's like a it's like a like a rap group making a Mm. horror film in their hotel in like terms of like their like the hallways of a hotel Mm. and it is like i mean this is crap this is like People just like who are just fucking around, and that's what yeah. that's all it is. Some people though on Letterbox, they'll they'll say such declaratives as like this is the greatest piece of cinema I've ever seen. Give it five stars because irony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and talking about like things like real A twenty four vibes. Um, a <laughs> Did beautiful... you get that from that? No, a beautiful oh, yeah. masterpiece of cinema. Truly chilling horror film. If you listen close, you can hear Ari Aster taking notes. Look at this shit. Mm. A rumor has it this is actually what inspired 2017's A Ghost Story. I know, I know, too. A cinematic masterpiece. Everyone just loves it. But um, no, no. Um, This this, this is one of the drawbacks of this this, this system I have. Math, Math bites you in the ass. It's too bad there's not a watch list thing an anti-watch this thing on letterbox so that i could go to this now and and put don't or like never watch because one day i might just pop it off by mistake mm-hmm. but you might love it rj maybe it speaks to you mm, i mean it sounds like shit no you know and you'd be right <laughs> okay 
That's yeah. what I thought. What I thought. Uh, I mean, I found out about something called the Scooby Doo Project, which all it is is a compilation of like bumpers from a Scooby Doo marathon back in 1999. That's where, cool. Well, all it is is like they took like the Blair Witch idea and they just added the Scooby Doo mm-hmm. characters into it and tried to like create a like like a mockumentary. Oh. Uh, with Scooby Doo characters, but it's Blair Witched, and that's it. Mm. Um, I didn't really pay that much attention to that. Um, and then I watched The Shrine. This that is sounds a, cool. That's doesn't it? This is a Canadian <gasps> horror film. Uh, this Let's got see. put on my radar for this is from 2010 because Rue Morgue magazine just recently put out a new like. 50 horror films you've never seen list mm. i'm a sucker for these kinds of lists mm-hmm. and uh of course when i look at this list i go why am i a sucker for these lists some of the worst horror films i've watched are a result of these goddamn lists mm-hmm. uh case in point the film proxy oh that i don't know what that is but uh, i'm interested to hear about it mm-hmm. yeah you'd love it you should check it oh, out okay uh, but on this list, there's like Satan's Little Helper. Uh, I, I know that one. You know? Uh, I mean, Triangle's on it, which is good. Uh, I, I could see Triangle not working for people, though. I Yeah, I guess. I don't know why. It's but, pretty fun. But yeah, like pretty well, like of all the stuff I've watched on this list, um, I think there's like a lot of two and a half stars. Yeah. <laughs> like Grace or A Horrible Way to Die from your our good friend Adam Wingard. Oh, God. I hate him uh i was gonna say you know what i've noticed there's this like trend of people thinking triangle is not is not like a a, a pretty well known movie because i i've heard other people it's like it's this crazy movie it's called triangle and it's like do, uh, in in my mind i was like do people not know what triangle is I, it's because, pretty i mean it is like it's a movie that has found a cult after yeah well, I just I feel like if I have seen it, it can't be that uh, outlandish, you know. I I mean, but you're like a hall. You're a a horror boy. Yeah, I know, but like I I don't know. There's actually that's that'll I'll probably eat my own words later. Like there's nothing too crazy. I think I watch except for some stuff. Okay, yeah, you know what? Never mind. I just thought Triangle was more well known than it it seems to be. No. Oh well. Oh shrine. wow! So tell me about uh, this. Um, what were you talking about? The this shrine. shrine? Yeah. yeah. So I I didn't even rate this thing. Uh, this movie. So they basically want you to think that you're in Poland, but in fact mm-hmm. you're just in like rural Ontario. Those are almost the same thing, no? I mean, I've seen some people say, "Wow, yeah, you really think that it is?" And I'm like, "Oh no, you don't." <laughs> it's like in no way. Like everything just like this looks like like the canadian landscape and like we live thousands of kilometers away from where this was shot but like i'm like oh yeah that looks like canada to me like i don't know what the visual like difference is between like a european countryside and what Mm. a canadian countryside is but i just look at this and i go yeah this was this is canada (laughs) like and i don't know why it's like maybe because i've seen like you know these things on cbc that they they just have a look Mm mm-hmm yeah, I was going to say, have you ever read Jeff Lemire, Jarrett? Because that's what Ontario looks like. There you go. So this movie opens up with a occult sacrifice of some sort happening. And then it jumps to these, these young journalists that uh, they've got a hot scoop 
and there, there's hmm. like there's like there's like oh there's like things going on out there let's go let's go find out about this this cult or something like that going on in Poland and uh off they go to an airport that they definitely boarded and, and fly across mm-hmm. the ocean and and yeah sure enough like half of this movie's dialogue is in I guess Polish but real I, Polish I don't know I, I'm not sure if like these actors are all Polish or like you know Polish Canadian or natural speakers or if they just like learned how to speak it I have no idea but it sure like felt like uh we were hanging out at the Polish Canadian club oh yeah um and yeah, they go through the woods, and it's all foggy. There's a creepy demon statue, and then it all goes real uh, crazy after that. And there's like the cults trying to sacrifice them. We don't know why, mm-hmm. but they're cultists. Uh, some of that stuff. There's some pretty grotesque uh, stuff with that, like a mask being hammered into someone's face <laughs> while they're alive. That's not fun, but. Uh- a mask? A metal mask with, like, okay. big spiky things on the inside of the fitting where you would put it on your face, and then it gets placed on your face, and then it gets hammered in. <laughs> mm. So, like, that's... Okay. Yeah, that that jumps out at me right now. But other than that, like, oh, the actors suck because they're Canadian. <laughs> <gasps> what about Christopher Plummer? He's Canadian. Well, he's... But he comes from a different generation. What about uh, Kiefer Sutherland? He's Canadian, isn't he? He sure is, Jack Bauer. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I, what? How do you feel about him? Well, they leave. That's the thing. If you're good enough, oh. you get out. <laughs> I see. I don't know. There, I'm. There's something about it. Sometimes they they have a look to them mm-hmm. where you're like, yeah, you're just like everyone thinks like tells you how talented you are and you're like oh yeah you're so talented you're really you're so successful you're really going to go places and like it's like yeah i was in a commercial uh i think we played on cbc at like nine o'clock at night once during a hockey game it's a pretty mm-hmm. big pretty big deal or it's like hey you you know that you you saw that trailer for that tv show and you heard that voice i, I know that guy yeah <laughs> Yeah. And you go, okay, cool. It's like, well, what's your what's your full time job? Oh, you know, I'm a I'm a bartender. I'm a bartender. Well, and I, I am I am working on a screenplay though. I don't know if I've told you about it. Would Jared? Would it have anything art house e? Would it be artisanal in any way? Um, well, I think they take a lot of inspiration, maybe from like a fellow Canadian inspirational figure, like a Denny Villeneuve, perhaps. Ah, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh, Denny Villeneuve. That's right, oh. yeah, but I think he could. I think I could improve upon his ideas. Sure, sure. I mean, he is part. He is part of Canada's genius brilliance. Would you not? Um, if you would, maybe mingle it with something like torn from the headlines of Twitter. Wow, wow. I think you have. I don't want to overstep, but I think you might have the greatest the greatest achievement in human history coming your way. Well, I am a auteur. After all, more if, like if it's not clear already. Yes, I'm. I'm understanding. Okay. Well, I'm um, glad that you had a good dip into Canadian cinema. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any other ones, but that was. Uh, one I have the, a Canadian the, one I can well, talk good. about later. Well, well, how about you tell me about what you uh, have been watching from last time before we finished last episode, and we're already like you know 40 minutes in here. Uh huh. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you have at least four times more movies than I do, so yep. you know you do your thing. Uh, I it's been like eight weeks already, but hey, Jared, you ever heard of Flatliners? 
I have heard of Flatliners. I've never seen it. Did you know that Flatliners is Catholic guilt, the movie? I did not know that until you uh, tagged your uh, not review about it. It's, it is, man. So, hey, Jared, do you like Julia Roberts? Nope. What about Kevin Bacon? Eh, I like him about, Tremors. He's yeah, decent. He's Tremors. Yeah. What about Jack Bauer? No. <laughs> you don't like Keith or Sutherland? No. Oh, I thought you were a big uh, 24 guy. What about <laughs> Oliver Platt? Uh, I reserve judgment. <laughs> like, uh, do people have opinions of Oliver Platt? I mean, I'm sure there's one person. Here, here, I, I saved the best for last year. Okay. How do you feel, uh, feel about Billy Baldwin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he uh, he kind of stands out uh, in the group here because uh, it's kind of like, why is Billy Baldwin in this? Hmm. Could they not get Alec? Uh, I'm not going to actually Steven? talk about Stephen Baldwin for Adam? that matter. Any of the, any of them? Uh, he he plays like a sexed up sex boy in this. It's pretty wild. Hmm. Uh, so uh, flatliners, uh, it's like med students who are trying to see if there's anything after life, so they kill themselves and then bring themselves back. And then each time they try to kill themselves for stay dead for a little longer, Jared, because they're getting glimpses at what what uh, lies beyond the pale into the further, if you know. But uh, what actually happens is uh, these people get a taste of it and uh, it kind of unleashes things uh, that they didn't really plan for. And Jared, maybe, maybe even they get kind of their sins get brought to their attention because they're kind of you know they're dying they're reliving their lives and their deepest darkest sins are right there right there for you and me damn sure. yeah big time uh this movie kind of, this kind of okay. reminds me of the uh, there's a movie called autopsy i think and it's from the guys who okay. did crank oh uh I, I, I've, I've never seen it i've always else. assumed like it always like sounded like flatliners i guess was yeah. it brian taylor well, maybe, uh, maybe no, I'm wrong on that. Let me something. look this up. There, there's a movie, though, very similar sounding. Maybe they wrote it. Could have. I don't know. But um, Yeah, I or like... Pathology. Pathology. Okay, is that what it's called? Let, pathology? This movie I'm talking about. Okay, let me read this to you. If this, maybe this isn't it. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. This is a different movie altogether. But there's another movie, though, about like people who kept bringing themselves to the edge of death and keep like get addicted to near-death experiences. Mm, that's kind of that's that is exactly what flatliners is right but there's, is there another movie that did the exact same thing like, I don't there was know. a there was a remake of flatliners that came out like two three years ago starring a canadian um what's her name uh you know from juno ellen page <laughs> juno well i was gonna say from trailer park boys but she was only in uh like two episodes in season one of trailer park boys so mm. you know but yeah flatliners is okay Nothing, uh, nothing crazy. Uh, it didn't stir enough interest in uh, us to check out the remake. We were like, meh, yeah, whatever. Um, so, anyways, Jared, do you want to hear about a potential Jarrett pick? I would love to hear about a potential Jarrett. And I, I use that loosely because I don't know. Uh, but I watched a movie on your favorite website, Tubi. Ooh. Uh, called spaceship terror and then two days later i i kind of was kicking myself because i i thought of it late so i updated my review for uh space shit terrible um because i thought it was funny Jared. Mm-hmm. i thought it was funny but you don't actually think the movie's terrible 
No, this is actually an okay movie. I, I actually rated this because I want people to know that I thought Spaceship Terror was a three-star film. Three stars, huh? Three stars. Surprisingly so, Jared. Surprisingly so. So this was filling my alien quota, of which I have many. Uh, you know, I think I'm at like three or four of the year, and I think I'm done. Uh, but anyways, um, we have a spaceship and, uh, full of like ladies, and they land. Or what is it? Fuck, it doesn't matter. They either land on a planet and then go in a ship, or they come from a planet and then board a ship, and the ship is flying. I think that's what it is. Uh, but so I turned this thing on, expecting like. I threw this on because I was going to work and watch because I was like, this right. is a shit movie. Yep. I, I don't need to watch this. Uh, and then I was like immediately surprised in the credits. So in the credits, you have like five minutes of uh, this gross old fat guy just uh, dismembering bodies. And like it's <laughs> like it's just shots of like arms hanging from like walls. And I was like, huh. I was like, what is this? And then there was like more scenes of like dismembered bodies. And I was just like, what is this? I was like, because uh, I wasn't expecting that level of um, gratuity and violence and gore. I was just like, what is this? So these ladies, they like go on a ship and uh, they meet this like basically you're a uh, newt from Aliens 2. Uh, they find like one girl who's been on the ship forever and she's like trying to show them how to live. Uh, and it's all about they're all trying to get away from uh, this guy named um, oh, what is his name? It's like Doctor Terrible or something like that. <laughs> okay. I, I gotta I gotta figure it out. Oh no. Oh no. What was his name? It is. It's. Uh, I will figure it out. It's something like Doctor Terrible. Um, so they're trying to like. They're trying to run away from this guy. But then what happens is they kind of all get separated. And then eventually they all get put into like saw like situations where like one girl has to, I don't know, like cut another girl up or something like that. One girl just has to get into the bathtub and he'll put up like a number. And he's like, if you don't get in the bathtub in 10, 10 seconds, I'll blow this other girl's head off. So it's like this guy who's like kind of torturing them in weird ways. Uh, and then, you know, Jared, the girls fight back. Wow. They fight back. Good for them. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, up front, this movie is, like, it is, like, horrible acting. And, like, it's kind of, it's not the best filmed or anything like that. But I did kind of appreciate uh, that it took itself seriously. Like, I, I thought that it actually kind of had, um, it had presence. When I was watching it, I was like, this feels like, a real movie you know that's high praise yeah captain terror is what uh that guy's name was um and he's like his design's kind of wild too like he has these tubes that are like going into his nose and his stomach and stuff and he's just always kind of like lumbering wheezing around and things like that i don't know it's not a great movie Dred, but there was actually but when it was over i was like you know i didn't totally mind that you know you know, Jerry? I hear. I hear. So, I don't know if you would actually like this or not, but uh, it's, I mean, if you ever get like a hundred and something plus year again, you might as well just throw on Spaceship Terror because I know you love Tubi. I, I, well, you know what? Since I've talked about Tubi, I haven't watched any Tubi. Jared. Mm. Well, that's okay. That's fine. I've, you... I've, I've, I've like, I've unleashed the Kraken in other ways. 
yeah i've noticed so why don't i talk to you about dick moss and then uh and then i'll throw it back to you sure tell me about day lift day lift uh so this was a movie that was alleged on tubi and it wasn't so that sucks um day lift uh is so we talked about amsterdam a couple weeks ago this is another dick moss like mm-hmm. horror thr- like yeah it's not even a thriller it's just a straight horror movie yep um so the opening of the opening of this movie is really like uh I was <laughs> I was watching it and I was kind of surprised. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like you have this group of people oh. enter a an elevator and like there is a restaurant on the top floor of this yep. apartment building. Uh and they're like coming down in the elevator and they're all drunk and then they just full on start having sex with each other in front of each other in the elevator and I was like what is going on? And there's mention of like muscles. They're like, you know, those muscles really get me going. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't know what kind of muscles they're eating, but, um, it's you an know. aphrodisiac RJ. It's an aphrodisiac apparently. Uh, but then, uh, some bad stuff happens. They almost die. And mm-hmm. then, uh, so the, the apartment complex is like, man, Maybe there was an air leak or, or like some kind of gas leak on the elevator. We it's, better hey, get a repairman. It's always a gas leak. It explains everything. Leak. What was that? It was uh, it was swamp gas, pocket mm-hmm. of air. Yep. Kind of popped out of there. So they call in the repair guy who is the police uh, detective from Amsterdam. He's back, Jared. Mm-hmm. He's better than ever. Yep. So he's coming in. He's checking out the elevator. Nothing's really wrong. So he leaves. But then, you know, some other bad stuff happens and people start dying, Jarrett, because mm-hmm. of the elevator. Yep. And you go, wait a minute. Is this an evil elevator movie? <laughs> Which, I mean, isn't that far off because it's called The Lift. So yep. you can uh, you can assume that. But uh, The Lift is actually, I mean, I don't think a surprise, but uh, The Lift is actually a pretty good show. Jared. Okay. Right, it's like I think it, it I is. think this movie is actually like really fucking good, but it people is. shit on this movie. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like this movie's got a bad rep. People like dump on it hard, and I don't know, like are they like because there's a remake of this from like 2002 mm. that Dick Moss also did. It's got Naomi Watt, and like are people oh. watching that version of it? Because like I think this like the 80s one is like wicked like it's like yep. it, it it looks like a real movie i mean mm-hmm. it has this ridiculous premise which i guess people might have a hard time getting past but it handles itself so well and it's like very convincing because i guess people be like well just don't get on the elevator <laughs> it's like well, that's not the point why would you not go why would you not go on it like it, you wouldn't know anything it's like they shut it down and they do like they do acknowledge all they this stuff like that and like i love like you see it like the his home life, like the, the, yep. it's like, you see it, it's like actually grounded. Um, and he starts seeing this other woman. There's like, it's like, he has this whole backstory of like his life and like him having an affair and his wife and leaves him and stuff like that. And it's like all this like really good stuff. And you're like, this is movie so much better than what a killer elevator movie should be. It is. And I actually think like the, uh, the presentation of it is like really well done too. Yeah. So, um, the buildup of some of those scenes, like how playful the elevator is. Like yeah. I actually really like, uh, like when it's kind of doors are opening, when people get close or close and then they, they kind of like alternate. It's like, is the elevator coming or not? Like the blind guy scene is really well done. Yep. 
and uh, the cover post or the poster with the little girl. That scene is also really well done. I think when it's like trying to lure her into the elevator, uh, I thought that was really good. Um, I don't have a problem with the premise at all. Uh, I know you are a big fan of uh, inanimate killing objects, okay. so, so the lift fits well in there. On, right? on Letterboxd, it's oh, it's like average rating is two point eight. Oh, that's ridiculous. It is right. Like yeah. it's like I mean the average I mean it's it most people give it three stars. Um yeah. and then but like yeah, like the, the weighting of it though is like most people are like say it's less than that. And I'm like people do you know what you've got here? <laughs> like do you not yeah. do you not know the difference between like between movies? I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, I bet it's something like that, but uh and no like and there's fucking people who give four or five stars to everything and they give it like two and a half and they love like bullshit, like absolute garbage and they're like, Oh yep. this doesn't cut the like, are you this is wild, wild. I, I think it's I think it's really good. You get you get really good character development. Like you said, like you see this guy with his at home life and like his wife's concerns that he's like having a like a relationship with someone else there's like actual good family tension built around them mm-hmm. and even with the kids too because you can tell it's like uh he has like good scenes with his kids and then there's other scenes with the kids where like you're like this is this looks like a like a real family is what i'm trying to say so the family stuff is really good. Uh, the elevator stuff, I think, is really well done. Like, all the actual kills and things like that. I actually thought that stuff was wicked. And then, because um, which one was it? Uh, there was a couple, of, or, like, I think there's one where a head gets smashed that or squished. That's good. But, yeah, I, I think the lift is really good. So, I was not aware that people shit on this. And uh, mm-hmm. I find that um, problematic. Yeah. Well, to say the least. RJ, I think next year you're going to have to take the plunge on Killer Condom. Uh, I'll, I'll watch that next year. That's I, not I, Dick Moss, though, is it's it? It's not. It is not Dick Moss, but I it has the same kind of approach to mm-hmm. like the the subject matter, where like it feels like a real movie. It's mm-hmm. like it's like how can this be so well made? It's yeah. not. It's not as good as the lift, but I think it is. It is surprisingly pretty good and look at that it also has a 2.8 on letterboxd hmm well i remember well you surprised everyone when you were a big killer condom guy mm-hmm. that was filmed in calgary right <laughs> uh not quite was it not no am i just thinking of nightbreed i thought I, I, killer I, condom was also a calgary no, film no no it is uh that is a eurovision right there oh okay, okay. what about um these flotter films from dick moss i don't know like i've only know the two movies and i've seen Mm -hmm. like a lot of people seem to not be big big fans of the lift remake or sorry it's called down that's the yeah uh, i'll watch it next year flow flouter in america uh we'll have to like let our uh look oh prey could be cool but it looks like it's it's oh it's 2016 so it's gonna be like cgi animal violence only only one person that I follow has seen it. A lot of watch, uh-huh. a lot of watch lists, and uh, it's got a two point six. Um, I don't know if if George Halshminer has given Prey one and a half stars. I don't uh, think that's worth uh, watching on my end. Yeah, but Not yeah, good. Uh, the Lift and Amsterdam are pretty great shows. What about, pretty good. Shows. What about Saint? Do you think that's any that good? Christmas. Oh, a two point six. Man, do people just hate Europe. <laughs> No. I guess. Uh, a lot of people. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, well, 
uh, yeah, I I wouldn't watch this based on uh, the people who people's ratings on this. Yeah, so there's that. Um, well. RJ, I just noticed you've never seen Tomb of the Blind Dead. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh my god, that's my pro- that's my fault. Well, you it looks like you just watched this film. Rewatched, rewatched. Amando de Osario. There's four of these goddamn things. Are they uh, any good? One and two are very good. Three's no four is pretty good. Three is atrocious. It is mm. so fucking bad. So, Tomb of the Blind Dead um, mm-hmm. is about a. Well, it starts off, I guess, well enough. If like a, a, a woman meets up with her best friend, and uh, the girl, she's there with her boyfriend. But they're kind of like just casual acquaintances. Her friend shows up, and suddenly this guy's just like, "Oh, hey," <laughs> like right on her, and she's like, "Well, fuck you too." Mm-hmm. Um, but and he kind of like or she kind of winds up almost inviting herself uh along on this train trip to like wherever they are in Spain or Italy. Yeah. And uh the the, the main character she kind of gets put out by how her friends carrying on with this guy and uh she just jumps off the train in the middle of nowhere uh cuz she's just mad and they're like what the hell were you going? And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. slow down the train. It's like, oh, we don't slow down the train around these parts. And so this girl, she's just like, well, I'm fuck mm. you, fuck you all. I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to this like castle off in the distance, this like ancient medieval tower village looking thing, and I'm gonna hang mm-hmm. out and spend the night. And so she does. She like looks around for a while, and then she like, she has like a bedroll with her. She rolls out. She starts a fire from, from like some petrified wood, and like she starts reading, and she's got a little radio. But what she doesn't realize, RJ, is that mm-hmm. this is the resting place for the blind dead. Why are so like was it people who were blind when they were alive, or they're well, only they, they blind were, now that they they're were dead? they were blinded because what they are these blind dead where they were kind of a fanatical group of uh, knights from the Crusades that Ooh. went into business for themselves started they wanted ultimate power and to like kind of live forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they made a deal with the devil, oh, and, yeah. and then they just started like. And part of the ritual of like living forever was uh, to kill virgins and eat them. Yep. And so we get a little bit of flashback action to that. And then when they're mm-hmm. finally caught, they are their eyes are torn out by birds, and then they're hung. Um, and then they're they are cast into you know, whatever like unhallowed ground, and then they mm-hmm. and that's kind of like that should have been the end of the story, but. The, the the implication here is that perhaps every night they get up and they just wander around, but they're blind, so they can't go anywhere. Well, this girl mm-hmm. in her like pouting has ruined this all, and, mm-hmm. and there's there's uh, there's an investigation into like her devi- her demise, or she's been chewed on. <laughs> uh, the the mm-hmm. so this movie's like it, it, it is uh it is it's a seventy slow burn. Mm-hmm. But uh, these these blind dead dudes are like so wicked. It, they're like very junky, like kind of like almost Halloween costume skeletons in cloaks, looking. But it's mm-hmm. very effective. Uh, a lot of the scenes with them riding on horses are all done in slow motion, and it's very dreamlike. Also effective. And this movie just like it keeps building, and the end of this movie is like amazing it's like it still sticks out to me like mm. how good the end of this is because it's kind of like oh it's going, to, it's going to tidy up in a nice little package but it doesn't but 
Well, how does it uh, tidy up? Um, well, it just means that there's going to be more dead. There's just going to be more death. And I, I so I do need to re- now revisit the sequel, which is also pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. I never need to see the third one ever again because it is set on a ship. <laughs> like like uh, I, a I, Jason I, takes Manhattan kind of deal. But it's like just yeah, it's just on a boat, and it's it's like a very small boat, and you're kind of like, well, this doesn't make any sense. How can you make an entire movie where it's all on one goddamn boat? Have you ever seen Phone Booth? <sighs> that makes sense. That one makes sense. That makes total sense. What about Jaws? That also makes sense. What about um, <laughs> Life Aquatic? Well, they leave the boat. What? Yeah. So, what I, movie did well, I so watch? yeah, I definitely need to look up. See if Tomb of the Blind Dead's available anywhere, because I think maybe uh, you, should, you should try to watch that. That's pretty. Yeah, let good. me see. Okay. Let I'm, me see. I'm gonna, so I watched Killer Sofa. I talked about that last week mm-hmm. in the, our uh, regular mm-hmm. episode. Because I think that is, uh, if you're like killer inanimate objects, killer sofa, that's there for you. Okay. I rewatched Death Bed, the bed that eats. On, oh yeah. Uh, in light of this, I still don't really care for that movie very much. I think the I think it's got like a few sequences that are really cool, mm-hmm. like the dissolving of uh, of things. I think is a really neat idea, but. Uh, as a whole, it's like if this was maybe a thirty-minute movie, it would maybe be more effective. Yeah, I mean, I see some people like they 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 really vibe with it. They they and they do oh. and, they, and they they're into it. But man, I don't know. Yeah. There's something that just doesn't uh, doesn't click. Yeah, uh, that's fine. And then I watched another one of these movies you should watch that you've never heard of called Static. Do, are you actually saying that? Because based on your uh, star review here, Jared, I feel like you're not really recommending this film to me. I'm not, but I saw oh, it. On, I, I saw it on a list that claimed oh. that is something I should watch. Yes. Um, so Static uh, is also an independent movie, and I would say mm-hmm. that it's actually fairly well made. Okay. But it is. It's it, it you at the end of it you just go well who cares. And that, mm-hmm. that's it because it, it kind of does the, a twist ending that you're kind of like, Oh, so it's like that movie mm-hmm. and who cares that that's what it, it feels like. Well, I feel like I feels really cheap because it feels like, Oh, like they just felt like that. They're like, ah, see, this is what it was moving toward the whole time. You're just stupid. Mm-hmm. But you're like, there's no real like indication that this is where it was going. It's just a matter of context and it just feels yeah. cheap. I don't know. I could just ruin this movie because I don't think anyone should watch it. So the movie is about this couple. They live mm-hmm. in a house and it's about mourning RJ. It's about Ooh. that they have a son who died. And is this about grief and loss, Jared? Yes. Yes, it is oh, actually, baby. RJ. So it does check boxes for you. Yeah. Um, it, the the dad's a writer. Mom's an alcoholic now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's just finished writing his new book. And there's lots of him watching footage of their dead child, and it's like, oh, he died. <laughs> he went wandering off, and they can't believe it. Um, mm-hmm. And then though, just out of nowhere, there's a home. Well, basically, a girl, a young, beautiful girl, appears at their doorstep, saying that she's oh. that there's some men that like appeared around her car after it like a tire blew near her near their place and she mm. needs she needs to get inside and it's like okay 
and then it starts shifting into home invasion mode, and everyone's got mm-hmm. gas masks. <laughs> okay, just as something. a disguise or what? Apparently, and it's supposed to be like, oh man, because this is 2012. This is like some some peak. Well, I guess yeah, like it's not even gas masks. It's some sort of mask though with eye goggles and like a ventilator on the front. Yeah, it's like okay, why? And uh, so all these people are like lurking around outside, and you're like, okay. Can I guess what the movie is? Yes. Was it a gas leak? Was she no, hallucinating? No, 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 no. Okay. All right, Jerry, are you familiar with the film The Sixth Sense? Uh, yes. That's, that's that's what we're going for here. Y- yeah. They're not they're not okay. home invaders and the girl's not like part of them in the sense that they're bad guys. It's like no, they're ghostbusters. <laughs> hired, oh my god. Hired by, yeah. Hired by a realtor to to despookify the house. <laughs> that cuz cuz what happened was the the couple it's like well they're dead because like yeah. in in the grief of the the child dying she like shot and killed her husband and herself. Yeah, and the ghost just couldn't let go. The end. I and, mean, that and so is the gas masks are actually like ele- like whatever EGM, <laughs> and they can read the electrostrodes. And the one girl, she's like a psychic or some shit. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's static. And like I said, it's like you're trucking along fine, and then you're like, this is like whatever, and then you get to the end, and it's like, oh come on, mm-hmm. get fucked. So get fucked. Get fucked, bud. Uh, I feel like this movie would be better if it was Japanese. Probably. Probably. I was like, I bet the, I bet some Japanese filmmakers could do that, uh, do that idea justice. I, it just, yeah, I just felt so like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't need that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I did follow it up with something like way worse. A movie called Rootwood, which is my fault for making a list Mm -hmm. that involve podcasters yeah why'd you do that did you want to feel bad or i did i get i did want to i wanted i made a list about horror movies that have podcasters in them and holy shit this movie opens up like with the podcasting happening where they announced Mm -hmm. that like we're gonna do a documentary okay so they get hired to do a documentary by Uh some some by some bad actors and okay. they're going to go out there like these three people who have no like film experience at all, except that they're podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, this is just dog shit. Yeah, total fucking dog shit. Um, the ending, is, we're all it all turns out RJ mm-hmm. to just be an elaborate snuff film by the by the bad actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people are like getting killed by a dude who's dressed in a demon costume in the woods. Mm-hmm. But then RJ, what's crazy is the very, very end. A real demon shows up and kills them. Whoa. What? Whoa. That sounds like an Ari Aster fake out. No, let's not. Let's not go overboard here. Let's not go. Leave you know, stuff like that. Not like this. Not like this. Uh, this. This is like absolutely like I. You know, you can't watch this. This is mm. dog shit. Well, people say the same about our podcast. That's fine. Hey, okay. Speaking of podcasting and the internet and interconnections, I just saw you watch this last night, and this is where it is on my list, and that's a movie called Host. It is a movie called Host, and I didn't even uh, 
read your review until right now. Oh. Uh, COVID elbow bump while being pursued by Invisible Killian. Oh, my. Yes. Yeah, that that's a little bit uh, off. So, yeah, I watched this bad boy last night. Uh, I don't know what your opinion is, though. It sounds like you're, based on your review, maybe in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the downside of this. Yeah. I mean, okay. So what, what is Host about? This is a new movie. It's about Zoom, Jared. It's, it's about Zoom, which uh, uh-huh. when I, I opened this up, I didn't realize how Zoomed it would be. It is so Zoom. It's Zoom. It is Zoom the yep. movie, uh, which is hilarious because I use Zoom all the time in my job. All the so you, time. So you should like this movie then. I, apparently, because it's I, relatable. Apparently I should, but I but I don't. But I don't, mm. RJ. So what, what, why don't I like about this? So um, this is a movie about f- six friends who are in, like all around the world. Some are English. Or are all they all English? No. Uh, some are in England. Some are elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe one of them had a like. One of them was just speaking like with an American accent, but a couple of the other ones okay. were well, English. Well, I guess yeah. I guess maybe it's all kind of happening in the UK, and maybe, yeah. because there, there's Americans overseas, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter too much? So they're they've hired a medium to do yep. a seance over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And because they're basically doing it because they're bored. It's mm-hmm. it's pandemic. It is COVID. It is very now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just having they're having a couple laughs. They feel um, we're introduced to these characters. They're pretty like indistinguishable. There's the five girls, and then there's this dude where, who's got a man bun that gets commented mm-hmm. upon. Mm-hmm. And he's like the fun. Everyone's like, oh, he's so funny. <laughs> So how, how how do you do? You, have you ever been that guy in a group, Jared? Like the the man bun vape guy? Who no, just likes to have fun uh, see, with his girls. Forgot forgot about the the vaping. He's <laughs> plumes the plumes of vape juice. Yeah, he's um, feeling he's filling a quota. He he is. Um, well, I mean, they kind of like figure you really figure out. It's like, oh, this guy because his girlfriend's like she just shows up and crashes things. You're like, oh, it's that couple. These people suck. And they get like they just like show up briefly, and then they're gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then it, goes, it reads it goes back to like five girls and the medium, and they kind of go through the whole setup. Uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, how there's no language on the astral plane, which like I felt when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is the sort of thing that RJ hates. <laughs> Just the astral plane, or you know, well, just the comment. About, there's general. no, there's no language. There's no language on the astral plane. Yeah, it's a little fartsy. Yeah, and then um, one thing leads to another. Someone fucks around. Ooh. So someone says like someone like kind of like work works the boys in the back, gets them all worked up, and then mm-hmm. she's like, "Psych, yeah, it's not real." But of course, this is like after the medium's like internet connection completely cuts out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we also have a previous thing that's like pretty okay is like when the medium leaves to go like get a package and takes mm-hmm. a very long time to come back. And of course, yep. you're watching a movie and you're like, "Well, something's got to have happened," and then like you're just waiting, and then she's like, "Oh, sorry." And you're like, oh, <laughs> it just took her a long time to come back. Yeah, I kind of like how they use the medium because she's never experiencing any of the things. It's just she's just there and she's like, what's going on? She, she's, she's there, like, oh, to, yeah, she's there to D'Onofrio to give yeah. the Bagul background. His, his name is Bagul. Uh, never, never will stop. 
being amusing ever. Ever. Uh, um, yeah, keep going. Okay, so basically these girls have really stepped in it, RJ. Well. They, they, they've created a mask, and mm-hmm. now something's come through, and it's going to pick them off one by one, invisibly. And we're all going to sure experience it, it via our webcam. <laughs> Uh, I will see this movie reminded me a lot of uh, you know how my fear my greatest fear is that I will see you come in through that door behind me but no we're fine because we're on Skype nothing bad nothing bad happens on Skype hey Bagul lives on Skype though did he and apparently he's the scariest thing in existence according to that study yeah that's right he there's nothing scarier than Bagul than Bagul uh yeah so i actually i kind of um for the setup of like how it kind of gets opened i actually kind of liked that because i think that that character that girl is a real piece of shit Mm -hmm. because she's like she's always joking around and i've met a lot of people like that in real life and i it's the kind of people you kind of want to look at and just be like hey grow up you know uh if you You know if only you could be sitting on this side of the screen rj (laughs) I'm not uh hey at least I don't make up stories about dudes that hung themselves, you know? <laughs> at least at least that. At least that. Hey, at you, least know I'm what, not doing you that. know what? We didn't even mention that we were on a podcast this week that wasn't our own. Oh fuck. Does anybody care? Does anyone care? Is anyone even listening to hey, this? Yeah. Hey. Oh hey, by the way, folks, if you want to hear uh us talk Again, about mm-hmm. Solo or 120 Days of Sodom, you should check out the From Justin to Kane podcast, episode 22, that just launched on Monday. Yep. It's and an hour. It's only an hour and a half. Only, which is still like, what, like 40 minutes over what they normally do because we were on there. And we talked to Mike and Bob from Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh the regular hosts where they, mm-hmm. the podcast gimmick in general, this month is spook month for them because they're, yep. they're, we all, we all get into that Halloween spirit, but usually yeah. they, uh, the concept of their podcast is that they compare a very terrible movie to a great movie. Hence the mm-hmm. title from Justin to Kelly reference to citizen Kane. And they do mm-hmm. that, uh, weekly on their show. But, mm-hmm. uh, this month they took uh, the month off to do, horror movies and they decided i think i guess they must have wanted us on and they're like well might as well do solo which is a horror question mark movie and one of Mm -hmm. rj's favorites uh which we discuss of course and uh yeah so internet and then we got to find out all the joys of zoom as we recorded on that platform we did sometimes you can hear people and sometimes you can't it's kind of like it's all crap it's all bad yep yeah it's uh well, i mean life is all crap Jared. life is suffering i think isn't that the buddhist uh, uh like uh creed that life is suffering something like that something like that that's what i'm going towards and i think you buried the lead there the uh it's not like we are looking for extra work to do uh but uh an invitation from the co-creator of capes how mm. could we refuse am yep. i right Jared? yep that was so, a um i had to we we just had to because yep. uh, I mean without him, would capes exist? Would you exist? No. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we talked we talked on Zoom. That was cool. People can check that out. Much like uh, host, but unlike like host, host, we didn't die. Yeah. So well, 
you you kind of got up to the point where uh, he starts paying him off and stuff like that. So I think I had a bit more on towards the like of this thing. I actually did kind of like this movie. Number one, Jared, did you know, notice that this movie is 59 minutes long? I was going to say that was one of the reasons I just happened to watch this after uh, uh-huh. t- two pieces of crap in a row on various platforms. And then I was like, oh this host i've seen people liking this host and i'm like mm-hmm. one hour long well <laughs> and i also say too i'm i'm a fan of this type of movie i guess because i really like that unfriend to dark web which i think I is which is i think a way uh, better version of this in some ways but you know what i'd say that the difference there though was when i was watching host i was watching it on a big screen that was like which i don't think is the way to watch this i think Mm. i think it needs to be watched on a laptop and i think it would be i think it might be more effective watching it this way on a big screen mm, it takes away the zoom quality yeah it's kind of like uh what we were saying with my house walkthrough you should watch it on your phone in bed before you go to bed maybe that's like what host should be is watch it on your laptop in bed it should have instructions it should have. It should. It should lead with that. Yeah. And I, I think I, I realize the hour is. Uh, it's because Zoom gives you that free hour, right? And then you have to like pay for, to keep going or something like that. Because there is a bumper that comes up like I think ten minutes before the movie ends, where it's just like this session will end in ten minutes or something like that. So it's got even more Zoom lore built yeah. into it. The for me, I guess like the highlight for host for me was it had one pretty good kill in a sense that it's like like pretty savage the, the loop yeah yeah the loop one is really good i think that's yeah, that, really i, well I think that's like i think everything else is just like <laughs> i Run don't know it's like paranormal activity people being thrown around stuff yeah yeah i uh so i actually so it's what i said earlier i actually kind of like uh host i don't think it's like super great or anything like that but i do like a few of the things they do um i don't think the zoom thing is too played out yet i don't know in like three four years it might you might roll your eyes at the whole idea of it but uh i thought so the loop uh kill i think is actually really good and then i really liked the selfie stick i thought that was a Mm. really smart idea just like even the whole like the use of it where the girl's like, no, I won't go in the attic. I'll right. put my stick up there. I was like, that's, I, I actually was like, I like that. I haven't seen that before. Um, and I actually think the kind of the, the payoff to it is pretty well done too, with like the little dangling feet. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that. Yeah. So, uh, I like that part. And then, uh, I did like the Polaroids when it's, when it also shows the dangly boy off in the distance. I like that too. And then it kind of, then it kind of goes through the paces of what you would normally expect, right? So, oh well. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't mind host. I thought it was I. I. I pretty good show. I mean, I noticed though. I, I don't think you gave this the uh, body burns tag. Uh, well, so I think sometimes I don't hit the full body burns tag unless I can tell if it's like actual a mm. full body burn. Because sometimes CGI tricks you, right? Right. And, like, that's a CGI one, right? Well, I mean... In the I mean, movie. it's on his face. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless... I mean, I don't know who that guy is. Maybe he's not around anymore. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, this is, this is an interesting thing, because your next movie is also going to be almost my next movie. Uh, but Which... I will talk about The Evil of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. There's nothing to be said. I, I don't remember jack shit about this movie. 
It exists. It exists. Yeah, I'm trying to just I'm trying to just get to uh, Frankenstein must be destroyed because uh, that's the one I own, and so I have to get through the evil Frankenstein, which I had on the Hammer Horror eight pack that's got Curse of the Werewolf, mm-hmm. um, and then I've also now have to watch Frankenstein creates woman. I've seen that one, and I actually think it's. I think that one's not bad. Yeah, so that one's next for me. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, and then I get to watch Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, and then after that, I make whatever because I've almost done the uh, the Hammer Draculas too. I've only got Satanic Rites, and then I guess I should watch the Golden Vampires at some point. Yeah, I think I'm at the same place for vamp uh, for the Draculas for you. I think I have a couple of the Frankenstein's down, like the first three maybe. I can't remember though. I'd have to look. Yeah. So, so yeah, it exists. Okay. Well, okay. Before we get to the ninth gate. Yeah. I also rewatched Shivers. Oh, and uh, how was that on rewatch? Uh, better than the last time I watched it by quite hmm. a bit. Uh, so this was the, what's that called? Vestron collector's edition. So this Blu-ray is like super cheap right now. It's like a collector's edition thing, all done up, new commentary hmm. track, 19 bucks. On Amazon.ca. You, I think did it's you like get one. Yeah, I I did. Would have Does gone, it look good? It looks. Uh, I mean, I mean, the movie itself like was shot very cheaply. Like, it's not the best looking movie. Uh, it's Cronenberg's first real feature film, and yeah. uh, so it doesn't look incredible. But it's the best it's ever looked. And I, it, everything about watching it now is like stuff in that movie. It's just like. Oh, <laughs> it's it's so scummy. That movie is so scummy, um, and it's like kind of surprising with Cronenberg, like he because he always has this like. I mean, he makes movies like Scanners and Videodrome, and there's like scuzz to them. But Shivers is just kind of like God, God. The whole thing with that doctor and the underage girl, yeah, talking, talking about filling up her titties in the in the, in the faculty lunch break room. <laughs> like that um, like that stuff lands a little differently now for whatever reason like it's always been there and i was always kind of like but like in in hd in blu-ray it's kind of like oh and this guy's working worked with them oh you got these crazy ideas and i know another guy who had some crazy ideas jared and, and says some dark and some just it says some really crazy things sometimes 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 well, that's cool. I remember Shivers being like okay for me, but it's good to know that it imp- ages okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely say this was the. It felt like it was the best I've viewing I've had of the movie for a long time. Because like okay. it's always been like kind of like in the like ah eh, you know it's okay it's it's a start for Cronenberg's career. But watching it this time, I was kind of like I really like this movie. It's, well, that's it's, good. It's, yeah, I uh, I mean it's I, I think for exploitation cinema uh, as the caveat, yeah. it's really good. One of the better, one of the better ones. Well, color me surprised, Jarrett. So you watched the Ninth <laughs> Gate for the very first time, which prompted uh, which prompted me to rewatch this movie that I had not seen in uh-huh. probably like eighteen years. So I'm looking at your star rating of uh, the Ninth Gate, and I'd, I'd maybe like you to lead this one in my. <laughs> You know? No, you Unless go ahead. You no, want... no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. So I've never seen the Ninth Gate before, Jerry, but uh, it had it filled a certain a certain niche that I was I, I've been kind of aiming towards this year. This these religious horror films, these satanic, uh, satanic, right? You're you're looking for ninety sweat. 
90s and, and kind of this like judeo-christian flavor yeah yeah, yeah. so how, why, are, are, why don't you watch end of days uh i had it on my potential list i just uh i don't know if i'll have enough time that that can go to next year okay and uh, i do use the the tag catholic horror pretty generously because yeah. a lot of the time it's not even catholic but it's like i've already used it now so it it's just there um so yeah i never watched this before but uh andrew and i she was like, do you got any uh, 90s movies? Well, she didn't say oh, that, but she's like, see. she's like, do you got any yeah. movies? And like, I know she kind of likes the 90s ones a little bit more. So I was like, I was like, well, there's this one. It's like, let me throw it on. <laughs> and then at first I'm watching and you, we have this like, I don't know, eight or nine minute like title credit sequence. Oh, eight or like going, nine, eight or nine minutes. Eight, it's like eight to nine minutes long. No. I think intentionally. No. It is incredibly long. Uh, and then what we have is uh, we have a young Johnny Depp, uh, and he is a book conservator. You no, know, book, uh, he's an antique book collector. Sell, yeah, he's like a seller, a trader. Yeah. He like he estimates like antique books. He'll buy them, trade them. You get a scene of him like. Uh, pulling a fast one on some people and their books. Mm -hmm. You see him interacting with his book friends. And then he gets a call from Frank Langella, mm -hmm. uh, who is, they, they dyed his hair for some reason for this movie. And it's, I find it odd to look at, but anyways, Frank Langella is like a Satanist enthusiast or something. He's given lectures. Yeah. At like colleges about like these books that exist, these like satanic Lucifer books and like all these like occult books in the world and history. And so he, uh, Johnny Depp goes over and uh, Frank Langell's like, have you ever heard of this book? And Johnny Depp's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard of this book. There's only four in existence. He's like, this is one of them. He's like, but I think the other, or there's only three. three of them. Sorry. He says, I think the other two are fake and I want you to go investigate for me. Right, Sharp. Mm -hmm. uh, I want um, because he what he wants is he uh -huh. he has one of the copies and he from his he from his it. research he says that there's actually only one real copy. Uh huh. Yeah. So he and he, the way the reason he thinks that is because he tried the book, the spells in the book, and it didn't work. That's, so he's well. Like, that, that's the implication. That's the implication. Yeah. So he's like, one of them has to be real. So he sends Johnny Depp on a uh, a quest, a fetch quest. To uh, collect the other two All books, around the globe. Around the globe to examine them. And I think in the first part, this movie kind of takes place in New York. But because it's Roman Polanski, it's New York via green screen or like background stuff. Because, you know, old Roman, he can't he can't go to the U.S. anymore, Jerry. No, he can't. He, he's not allowed to. I think because of coronavirus or something like that, he doesn't want to travel. Well, I think I don't so. Know. Yeah. I really even, even, even back in 99. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't look into it too much, so I'm just going to assume that's what it was. Uh, so Johnny Depp goes on a road trip. Uh, he's reading these books. He's running into some peculiar characters, other uh, different collectors and things like that. The biggest thing that kind of really threw me off, Jarrett, was the handling of the books in this movie. Cause these are all people who are like, this book is 18,000 years. I don't know old. if you can, I don't know if you can hear that RJ. Are you ripping a vape I, over there? I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm doing pre vaping. I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette, a cigarette and just and blowing my nicotine all over these yeah. 400 year old books. Cause who gives a shit? 
not only does he blow the smoke on it, one of them actually ashes. Oh yeah, in one of these Fuck like yeah. hundred year old books <laughs> on this but, vellum. <laughs> but like even even outside of smoking, I thought even more egregious was uh, Johnny Depp was like, "This book's two thousand years old," no. and then he cracks it, it open it, it, and then like bends the the cover back and is just kind of like reading it casually and like comparing it to other books. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I was like, "Aren't these guys like?" ancient book collectors and they're like not even using gloves jared they're just tossing these books around i'm so so, uh proud that you're like so concerned about conservation here i hey i've seen a movie before i saw indiana jones i know that these things need to be handled delicately but they don't when when does indiana jones pull out gloves well he would he would no i just uh i thought I thought it was pretty wild how loosey-goosey he is with uh, these books. And then you're watching it, and you're like, yeah, you're following. You're like, yeah, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. And then someone tries to mug Johnny Depp, and then this girl that you've seen for a while just kind of floats down hey, into frame. And you Lena? go, whoa. Lena? <laughs> Lena go, Olin from Future Creep, Fanny and Alexander, and oh, pre- wow. Previous Creep, Unbearable Likeness of Being? Yeah, the one and the same, apparently. She floats down, and you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on with this floating business? Where did this come from? In in her, like, kind of, like, kind of uh, normcore outfit. She just looks like she's always out for a jog in her her runners. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, and then the world of Satanism and Lucifer kind of uh, comes through. But um, I will say this, Jerry. Uh, I actually, I think the ninth gate is an enjoyable movie. It's got some fun stuff in it. I just thought there was a, there was a ton of stuff that got brought up and I was just like, this is so fucking goofy. Uh, like not in a bad way. I was just like, this is a goofy, goofy oh, ass man. movie. This is like a... even the ending with Frank Langella. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. Well, when he goes like, I, th- I think the bit when I saw, cause I, I saw your mention of goofy shit on your review uh-huh. and I was like, Oh boy. And I was like, he probably watches with Andy. And they were probably laughing, they're laughing it up, and it's like yeah. not letting the the mood work work into them. We, we gave it an honest go. Mm. We didn't. We weren't a riff tracks in it oh, as it was going. I don't know. But it was like the scene when the there were a few scenes where we looked at each other and were like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" That's, that's the end right there. But no, this I, is, this... I say, we both enjoyed it. We yeah. just thought it was goofy. What about uh, when Frank Langella goes, boo, and he scares the Satanists all away. And there's like, as they're running away, one of them, like this woman just like completely takes her like gown off and she's just like completely naked. And I, it, I, I do like that scene. Yeah. Boo. And then, Ooh. and then, yeah. And that's, that's some full body burn, dude. That's oh, not, that's not CGI. I well, think I part, take it as part CGI of it, fire. But it, but it, it, there is CGI fire in the movie, but there okay. is that, that is a full on like body burn and i was like Arch, I'll, I'll come update on. This. see i don't know how closely you paid attention talking about nine minute opening credits now i will be it, it i will be critical of the fact that that the the uh cgi of the like the walkthrough is through the doors is mm-hmm. real poor that those of those mm-hmm. effects have not aged well though there is a really nice effect though of the titles they have this like kind of reverb to them as they come out of the shadows into the white it actually works really well unfortunately that cgi of like the walking as you're like i don't know floating through the passageways those look real poor a very european very european uh for like the late 90s but yeah no like this movie like i think I love the occult detective as a subgenre of horror. It, there's not very many of them out there. Um, yeah. 
I'd say that like Ninth Gate compared to Angel Heart, I would take Ninth Gate any day of the week. I think I I, oh. I think the story is way better. Um, mm-hmm. And I I mean this feels like a Call of Cthulhu adventure as sure. as like a module. Like it's like it captures that really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Like there's just these. I love the idea of just like people like hunting down through books and that's all it is. It's like literally just like, Hey, let's compare books. Hey, let's compare these pages to one another and look for like codes. And it's not like the Da Vinci code side of things. I mean, in some ways it is, it's like in this picture, there's a window and in this picture, there's no window. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's not that uh, silly. It does make sense, but so watching this movie, like when did you like, did you ever click into like what was going on with uh, the 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 floaty lady? Yeah, it uh, it did come eventually, and then um, I think uh, at the ending, Andy was kind of like, she's like, "Is that it?" And I was like, "Well, I think," because she's like, "I was kind of hoping it would actually take us there," and I was like, "Well, I think he's going with the what you don't see implication is scarier," because the way it ends, do you think that he is a, he's being led there well he, by this he, lady. he literally is been led there right yeah that's why he's there because she's gonna like yeah he, she wasn't yeah. really interested in frank yeah, langella she, no she, they're like she's like johnny depp look at his goatee well, we gotta get this guy you, in here you, you see her uh cream in her jeans as he caves in that guy's head excuse me i will also say that uh watching shivers in the ninth gate back to back both movies feature the protagonist smashing the head in of a black man <laughs> uh <laughs> which is like i'm like what the fuck <laughs> well man you should not watch some of these other movies i watched then oh dear <laughs> actually i i have that's completely baseless i have no idea i don't watch movies so i see okay <laughs> yeah okay well that's uh i'm glad that you like the ninth gate i don't it's like i said i act like we got enjoyment out of it i just think it's a goofy show it's a goofy show. Goofy show? That could be a take for you. You know what's like pretty decent movie though, RJ? What? I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be. Happy mm. Death Day. Uh, I heard it was not bad. Are you going to watch the sequel? I guess eventually. Because that's maybe, crazy. Maybe not this year. Maybe next okay. year. But Happy Death Day. RJ, mm. do you like the 90s? Oh, yes. Well. is it? Are they, were they sweaty? Ah, there's not too much sweat. Okay. Because I don't know what that means. We're yeah. still we're, we're still trying to figure that out. But I'm not going to say. But I think that this is a for like a mainstream Bloomhouse film Ooh. that is sans any sort of social media platform. Uh, mm-hmm. is pretty good, pretty clever. It is. I mean, it's Groundhog Day crossed with a slasher film. Mm-hmm. And yep. it shouldn't work. I think it does. I th- I would say that maybe the ending doesn't land as well as I would like it to. But yeah. I'd say it was very entertaining. I'd say the biggest surprise, Jarrett, is um, that we got a horror comedy and you're you're kind of okay with it? Or you like it, I guess. It's the right kind. Okay. Where, well, I don't know, it's character I, I did hear it was good. Yeah, so. I, I, I was very... Uh, pleasantly surprised about this movie yeah i mean what else can you say about it it's about this this lady this girl mm-hmm. college age girl she wakes up in the bed of a guy that she doesn't know 
and she's like, ah, whatever. And you get introduced to her. It's like kind of the whole thing where she's a bad person at the beginning of the movie. And mm-hmm. then over time, as she has to restart her day because she is being murdered by a a slasher person. Mm-hmm. And there's a mystery there of who that is. And it's her trying to uncover that. That's the whole gimmick. And, you know, maybe lessons will be learned. Is the is the true treasure friendship? It's just being a better person. It's very pat. It's uh, oh. it's, not, it's not going to, uh, I don't know. It's not even about that. But maybe it is. I don't know. Interesting. But, but it's, it's a it's it's a pretty good show, RJ. I, I think you... this. I think you and Andy should watch. I I will recommend it. She's pretty much tapped out for the year, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll save it for next year. I I would think this is more her speed than the Ninth Gate, which is a movie <laughs> that I would never be like, oh. You gotta check out the ninth gate. <laughs> well, yeah, but you see my pro my thought process here, right? Is like I have found. You, you, well, see, I, I remember in the nineties. In stuff. the past, you would mm-hmm. message me and say, "Jarrett, what should I? What should we watch?" You would mm-hmm. you would ask me these things. I used to. You used to. Yeah. Well, here you go. Well, you know, sometimes uh, the bird leaves the nest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, that, and then you're talking. Now you're just. And then you just start making things up. Nine, like what? Like eight to nine minute long credits. Okay. Well, I I put this out there. I, I I'm assuming someone like Jackson will probably do it because he watches a lot of movies. But if anyone would do it, can someone just please watch the credits of the Ninth Gate and get a runtime for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna do it. No. Nope. You won't do it. Uh, but I would like someone to do it just so we can have a read on this. My guess is nine minutes. Nine minutes, because it's the ninth gate? No, that's just how long it felt like. Okay. Not even ironically. <sighs> no. So, uh, happy death day. Cool. I'll, I will save it for next year. Okay. You know, I'm curious just here pulling this up uh, on YouTube. Yes. So it might be about three minutes, because that's how long the musical track is. Three minutes and 32 seconds. They doubled it. They looped it. Tri- I bet. You mean tri- three tri- times. Tri- tripled it. Even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Math is hard. You know what? I was not, I was actually surprised by how enjoyable it was in its badness, but it was Clint actually. Howard movies? Yeah. <laughs> Which Howard, one? Ice Cream Man. You know, I thought you watched this like a year or two ago. Or not... has it just been brought up? It's been brought up. It's been, I've been meaning to watch this for several years okay That's here fine. i am i finally did it and i mean it's not good but okay. it's not but it's not too bad i think you would even get some enjoyment out of this very stupid out of movie. ice cream man out of ice cream man it is real mm. gross unfortunately they do kill a dog but it's like mm. not on camera and you know sometimes we just got to go you know if it's on camera or not i'll find it and I'll have issue with it. Okay. Well, it's definitely not a real animal. Um, <laughs> even but, but, even but, an imaginary so, one. I'm like host. Yeah. You're bringing it into the world just by thinking about it. Uh, the mask of the animal death. Yeah. 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 So, that, so anyway, so it's a good show? <laughs> no, it's not good, but it's entertaining. For, okay. For, well, yeah. It's a, I mean, it is a piece of shit. Um, yeah. There's like, there's a fat kid in it. I know how you feel how about fat? Uh, they put a pillowcase under his shirt fat. 
and they make him run places. And then as soon as he yeah. arrives at his destination, he falls with his popsicle into like the sand at the park. He's like, ah, I ruined my popsicle. It's got sand all over it. And he proceeds to eat it anyway. Cause he's fat. Um, well, fat people like food yep. is what I've heard. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no shame in the world anymore. So do it, do whatever. If you're going to eat sand, eat sand. Yeah, Am you, I right? You do you do whatever you feel like. How, how far into the paranormal activity movies did you ever get? Uh, I'm going to blow your mind, Jared. Just one. Just the first one, right? Just the first one. Well, I mean, I've only ever seen the first two for years. Yeah. And now I've watched three and four, and I regret that. Oh, well, I, isn't like five or six supposed to be okay? Uh, I've heard that. Unreliable sources. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I think everyone likes the first one. People yeah. are less cool, less hot on it for the second one. Mm-hmm. The third and the fourth one, oh, it's just Bad. like, I don't know. They don't do anything. The fourth one, by the like, the fourth one, I'm just like fucking mad at these movies. They're they're, yeah. they're worthless. They don't do anything interesting anymore. Same uh, with us. Yep. And so I, I, I still have the marked ones, which is the Latino version. The Latino version? Yeah. How Latino? I don't know. That's what I've heard, but I've heard. I have heard. I have heard it's better. Okay. Than uh, the other ones, and then I'm, Ghost Dimension exists, and then, but apparently there's seven that's going to get made at some point. Going to? Yeah, I think that was when movies still existed, though. Right. Yeah, I think there's. They probably it would have been out like now if it had gotten made, probably. But pandemic. Get that pandemic. No. So that, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I rounded up that particular day. Oh, man. Okay, so okay, what? I, I know it's coming up. I watched half an hour of this last night. Of what? Antrim. Oh, Is that what you're going to Yeah. Say? That was your, I watched half an hour of it last night. So uh, we can talk about it next week if you want, unless you're really dying. I saw your review already. Yeah. So if you're dying to lay on, oh, no. go for I, it. I, but, I, no, uh, I, I can skip it. I can skip Antrim. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm about half an hour into it. Because that's what I watched instead of fucking Star Trek. Because I was so bummed out. I was like, I don't know what to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so no, I, can, I, can, I can definitely skip that for now. Uh, and I'll even skip Fury of the Demon because it's kind of like the same idea. <laughs> kind of. That's fine. And I can skip that short film. Um, oh, look. Remember the good old days of the killing of a Chinese bookie? Feels like a lifetime ago. Was that like eight years ago? Well, okay, I'm going to hand it back to you, RJ. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple, Jarrett. You know what movie fucking just blew my dick right off in the last, like, ten minutes, Jarrett? One Dark Night. One Dark Night from the man who brought us Sometimes They Come Back. Yeah, that's right. Not Friday the 13th Part 6, which everyone talks about, but Tom McLaughlin. You remember that guy, Jarrett? You seen him? You hearing about him? I, you know, I, I know the name, and I go... Didn't he direct like Sometimes They Come Back? Oh yeah, I I I was gonna watch Sometimes They Come Back too, uh, or again, whatever it was called this year. But I watched a different Stephen King movie. Anyways, have you ever seen One Dark Night? I have not. This has been uh, it's been on two Creeptober, two previous Creeptober lists, and I just never got to it. But uh, it's on Shutter now, so I was like, I was like, that's easier than how I was going to watch it. Uh, so I threw it on. 
It's an hour and a half. Uh, it's pretty standard fare. Um, you have a group of mean girls. They have like a club. You have another girl who's trying to get into the club uh, and they give her like an initiation and her initiation is to go spend a night in like a mausoleum, uh, which is a theme, I guess, of my movies tonight is mausoleums. Um, but so she's staying in there. Uh, and then we have a B plot uh, with this lady who buries her dad uh, and he's kind of like an estranged dad. But uh, she buries him in the mausoleum that day and then she goes home and a guy like kind of confronts her with these like tapes and she's just like, do you know what your dad was into? And she's like, no, what? And he's like, your dad was into like real freaky ass shit, baby. And she's like, oh, no. Uh, So she starts getting into this stuff Uh, in the description and it's described as horrifying telekinetic powers. Oh, shit. But it's this. It's this like old dude who's like uh, reanimating bodies and like uh, she. So the B plot, this lady's listening to the tapes and he's talking about like getting animals to come back to life and like getting them to fight each other. And you're like, oh, this is a bad dude. Um, so the girl that gets left in the mausoleum, you find out later that uh, the the mean girl is the leader of them. She's got a grudge against her, and so she drugs her before they drop her off. Uh, so the girl's like on drugs, kind of tripping out. Um, so it's like, is it real? Is it not? And then the girls go to like play a joke on her. But then Jared, then the old man who is buried comes back. And in that last 10 minutes, I actually thought that this movie was super good. Uh, I've really like how, like, I won't give too much of it away, but like a lot of the bodies in the mausoleum come out and the way that they move around and like how they're kind of like framed and stuff, I thought was so cool. I really dug it. Um, Very, very good. The rest of the movie is whatever. It's not uh, nothing to write home about, but uh, that last like 15 minutes, I think is very good. Hmm. And you know what I shudder a, it is on Shutter, but in like so the only thing I really want to emphasize is like the movie itself is fine. It's just I think the ending is is pretty wicked. Um, but anyways, I, I've probably oversold it for people already just based on that. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's good. And Adam West is in it, too. Ooh, yeah. Adam West. Uh, outside of that, uh, I rewatched Scream 2. Yeah. How... So last year I watched Scream. Yep. I rewatched Scream this year. I rewatched Scream 2. So I'll just keep going. Uh, I think Scream 2 has some good ideas in it. Uh, I do think the movie theater like opening is actually pretty good. Uh, so I saw with... this opening night. And uh, did you get all spooked up or what? Uh, I, I don't know. This was like one of those things where like I hate going to horror movies in like a crowded movie theater. Cause like this was back when people actually did really go to movies. It's not like, yeah. this, this is like, it's so hard to explain because movies are making more money than they've ever made before, but way yeah. less people are going to them than ever before because I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't gone to like an opening night I've gone opening weekends and it's like not that busy. Like you, you and I know you go at like Saturday at like one o'clock and there's like, mm-hmm. it's like theaters like maybe half full, but like opening nights can be like hit and miss. But like, man, when Scream 2 came out, that theater was packed. And the idea of like sitting in a packed theater and I was like, what, grade nine, I think when this uh, came out, okay. uh, like the idea that like, if you got like scared, you'd be like, oh, you're a pussy. Oh, what? Sorry. A pussy. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. It was that kind of uh, attitude going with grade nine boys. Yes, it usually is. Yeah. Usually you're is. You're a wuss. You're scared. And yeah, like sometimes you're like, so you're like also trying to like sustain, like contain your and like, monitor your reaction to it. And you can't mm-hmm. just like enjoy like, oh, I'm scared. You're just monitoring your vitals at all times, trying to keep them under control. Be like, oh, I don't want to be too scared. I don't want to look like a pussy. I'm pretty sure the podcast commission's coming soon for you, buddy. So it's the vernacular. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I don't really have anything uh, anything cool to say about Scream 2. Um, it digs like... I think all the good stuff in Scream 1... Like, I actually do think Scream 1 is really good. Um, and, like, how self-aware about movies it is. And then this, like... It digs that hole a little deeper... And then three goes even deeper into it. And it's like, I get it. But at some point, it's like, is, uh, is it too much? Probably. Right? Let's I don't say, know. Who, I don't even remember who's but, in this goddamn movie. Oh, Leif Schreiber. That's right. Leif Schreiber and uh, Timothy Oliphant. Ooh. And uh, Aunt Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Uh, I can't remember her name. Oh. Lori Metcalf. Yeah. She's in this too. And it's kind of like, Scream 2 is kind of like uh, Friday the 13th part one mixed in a little bit with like some of these other ones too, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So there it's like these movies are very self referential to their own genre. And it's like, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's not bad, but uh, anyways, scream two is fine. Hey, do you want to hear about a horror comedy? Sure. And then I'll throw back to you. So what we got here, Jared is a pretty good show. It's called extra ordinary. This is where it all started. I, I thought Sam Sanchez I thought, was... I, I thought you didn't like Will Forte. I like Will Forte. Oh. Who said I didn't like Will Forte? I, I feel like you were like bitched about Will Forte to me. No, I, I like Will Forte. Okay. There's a lot of actors I don't like. Yeah. But Will Forte is one that I do like. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a lot on my shit list. I'm sure someone can write that up one day. Uh, so this is like Irish comedy. Oh. I think. So uh, I watched this with Andy. And uh, she has a, there's a Netflix show called Dairy Girls, which is like Irish comedy. And she really likes that. So I was like, she was kind of starting to get burnt out on Creeptober picks, but she still wanted to watch a movie. So I saw that this was horror comedy. And I was like, I was like, we might as well give it a try, Jared. And you know what? It was a pretty good show. I got to admit, like, it's not, there's some stuff that doesn't land completely. Like some of the jokes you're like, "Mm." you're like, that's not funny. Uh, but it's about a, a lady who is like a medium kind of, but she doesn't like using it because she had a bad experience one time. And uh, she kind of runs into this guy whose daughter becomes possessed. So he wants her to help him. And then on the side, Will Forte is he's like a one hit wonder guy who had like a real goofy song, like a Freddie Fender kind of guy. And uh, he so he has like a goofy song, but he's out of fame now. So he he takes to uh, Satanism, a cult to uh, sacrifice to get his career back on track. And he's a wizard. Um, yeah, that's a story oldest time story oldest time. Uh, it's got some good jokes in it. It's got some uh, it's got some funny. It does have some good like uh like horror riffs on it too. Like, I don't think this is going to make anyone's best of, uh, their life movie. No. Or anything like that. No. But, uh, I think it's better than, it's better than you'd think it, it is like in terms of what these movies are, it's a little bit better than that. You know what I mean? It's a pretty good show. Sure. 
I mean, something about it has like that vibe of Housebound. And uh, I haven't seen that, but I I can imagine. And then uh, what's that other like? Kind of like the Flight of the Concords guys. That we we oh yeah. It, there's something about that kind of that kind of humor that it's so sometimes it hits. Sometimes you're just like I'm not in the mood for this. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say I don't think you would really like it, but if other people might just know what you're like actually like want to watch it one day don't just throw it on for for whatever you know what i mean gotcha. you know what i mean so what did we, what about you did you watch any movies you know i've heard from some people that you saying that last week made them think that the episode kept playing over and over again but it's like oh no it's only it's only because it's a four, four and a half hour episode did people actually say that they did you know i um I uh, I think one of the best compliments I ever got a kid one time uh, was like, you know, he's like, I didn't really understand you for like a month or two. He's like, but I kind of think I understand your humor now. You just repeat stuff. Is this, like, like, is this a kid that you're keeping somewhere? I don't really want to say one way or another, but like. Well, uh, that, that you, sounds innocent. But like, did you watch any movies, Jer? I checked out a Mexican horror film released oh. by vinegar syndrome you heard of these guys uh, it's called yeah it's called grave robbers is that the one from uh, that guy from Lethbridge? no but this is another movie grave encounter about grave robin okay what kind uh this this is these are so these are grave robbers these are different kinds of grave robbers because the heroes of the movie are grave robin and then the other grave robbers from like the year prior the american movie um the grave robbers are the bad dudes. You feel me? Um, no. Okay. So grave robbers from 1989, Mexico style. Um, it is a bunch of kids. Oh God. I'm actually blinking out. There's two groups of kids. There's some good, some bad. Oh, it has a cold open. It's actually very similar to uh, tombs of the blind dead where there's like, you know, some fanatical person and there's like, you know, old injustices, uh, you know, torture, killing in the old days, ancient curses after a man gets an Ooh. axe to the chest saying, I will come back when this does he, he does. Cause they, someone okay. takes some, someone takes the axe out of his chest. That's cool. Then I guess, uh, a bunch of kids, some Mexican kids, they, uh, yeah. they go, they go check out the cemetery. Um, they find, they go into a mausoleum, they go down a chute into an underground complex and they just start stealing gold off of corpses. And then of course, just gold. Yeah, and gems. Do they get any teeth? Gems and such. I don't think they're. I don't know if um, there's too many gold teeth in these uh, bodies, but okay. they but they're stealing all this stuff. And of course, they take they loosen this axe, and uh, the 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 axe wielding satanist comes back and starts picking them off because he wants his gold back, kind of like Leprechaun. Is that what the Leprechaun movies are about? Does he want his gold back? Oh yeah. Seriously? I've never seen any He's, of those. He wants his pot of gold back. Huh. And he fucks people up for it. Wow. I well, never would have thought. shit. I mean, did we even... Yeah, we talked about Leprechaun last time when Jackson was looking for some horror franchise recommendations, right? Or did that even come up on that list? I mean, I've never seen any of the Leprechaun. So if it did, it would it would have been because you brought it up. The Leprechaun. Well, remember, like, so <laughs> during when COVID started and St. Patrick's Day got canceled... The day after, okay. Amazon Prime put all of the Leprechaun movies on. And I was like, I'm never going to watch them now out of spite. 
Yeah. Against Amazon Prime. Those bastards. They were a day late. If they put it out a day before, I would have watched every one. Uh, like, what were they thinking? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know? Best scene of Grave Robbers is uh, the cop. There's like a cop character who shows up to hang out with some buddies. And they're like, okay. hey, hey, here's like, I don't know, an assault style rifle. You should just do some target practice on these empty bottles. And because okay. in Mexico, you can just fire weapons and no one thinks anything of it. He just blows them away. And then his like two daughters or his daughter, and her friend just like walk in a frame. They're like, oh, hey, dad. And I'm like, but they have no idea he was doing that. <laughs> so they can't hear guns in Mexico? Or it's so normal. It's so blasé because people are always it, firing them into the sky is all I know. That's one of the things I know about Mexico. I think it's because their their eyes are always adjusting to that orange tint that Steven Soderbergh sprayed over the whole country. So I think I think that's why they can't hear right. stuff. Well, and, then, and it lasted all the way through Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's just like – but like, you know, it, it was Soderbergh. He was like, I just want a, a vibe for this country. Let's, no. let's dye the air orange. Mm-hmm. He wanted that. Man. He wanted that orange crush vibe. Oh, yeah. I see. Do you have an orange crush mustache right now? Mm, I, I Were you drinking some pop earlier? Uh, no. Oh. No. Okay. So I, I, what about know, this movie? Great Roberts. It's it's pretty fun. It's fun. yeah. It's fun. It's nothing to write home about, but right. It's just like I don't know. It's like you want to see a Mexican slasher. There's not a lot of options, and this one, but it's, this one's kind of got a charm to it. Maybe you could make a it's Mexican slasher. A, I, I couldn't. That would be appropriation. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to Mexicans to make their own representations of slashers. Thank you very I, much. I thought that you were. No wait, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. Just, just, just no. I watched the Corpse Grinders. That sounds cool. Um, do you know what this is about? Uh, so this, this is also about like grave robbers. Um, these grave robbers dig out bodies. Then they take them to a cat food plant where they then Mm. grind up the food, the meat of these dead bodies and then can it and sell the meat. And then people Mm -hmm. feed this meat to kitties. And then now the kitties have a (laughs) a taste for human flesh. And are attacking. That sounds good. And they're attacking people. But you know what? What happens when cats attack people, RJ? Oh. Oh dear. Uh, there. I, as far as I could recall, because the I didn't watch the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray of this. This was a mm. Tubi special of a oh. like, very rundown uh, copy of this. I don't recall in this like haze of the movie uh, any outward violence to kitty cats but it seems like there's like a lot of love and affection toward kitties and making sure they're fed that's very important but definitely at least one cat gets got but that's what happens and then of course it's like oh we got to cover it up people are finding out that we're grinding up people better throw some like live people into the grinder uh is that like in the simpsons treehouse of horror yeah live people in the grinder sure like uh lunch lunch lady Doris? Doris, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, that's, that, you're right. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is like, uh, it starts off with a bang. And I'm like, ooh, shit, this is amazing. And then it goes right to like, oh, slow, nothing happening. Men in cashmere sweaters 
and ladies with big hair and mascara sitting in rooms talking for like... Are they talking about anything good? For at least nine minutes straight. Mm. Well, so did they go to the Roman Polanski school of filmmaking? Of making making movies in Europe and saying it's New York? Yeah. And having nine-minute scenes that only need to be one minute? Uh, they might have. They might have. Maybe they. Maybe they taught him. Uh, it's old, possible. Old Ted. Ted Mickles. Um, uh, so I followed up this Ted Mickles film, who's like kind of like viewed as like a real schlockmeister, with another schlockmeister. But this is a documentary on a schlockmeister called Al Adamson. Hmm. And I was really happy. This was on Tubi. Uh, Blood and Flesh: The Real Life and Ghastly Death of Al Adamson, which is a documentary of a horror filmmaker and also a true crime documentary because this guy got murdered. Uh, how so? <laughs> As in he was murdered and his murderer like poured cement over his body to conceal his death. How did he get murdered? Uh, like smashed his head in, strangled him, rolled him up in a comforter sheet Dug Which one the, was it? All I, three? All three. A lot, like, the, the odds were against Al Adamson. So Al Adamson, uh, mm. his dad was like an old cowboy actor from like the 20s. And then sometime in the 50s or so, he's like, I want to be a director myself. And mm. so he makes like, these movies are sub shit house Roger Corman from the looks of it. Like, so this is the one thing is like, you watch one of these things, you're, you should get excited about the idea of watching one of these movies, at least one of them where you're like, Ooh, I'd like to check out the blood kills at night or something like that. Or mm-hmm. one of these ridiculous titles about blood, but no, nah, man, uh, after, after Cormay, I know how this goes. It's like, mm-hmm. I think they're showing us the best parts, but then there's the rest of the movie and no one actually ever says, Oh, any of these are good. Not a single mm-hmm. person. No one. Uh, so it's interesting. I thought the documentary was like worth watching. Um, and you could probably watch this instead of ever watching an Al Adamson box or film. And this is the thing. At one point, I was thinking about buying the Al Adamson collection, which is like $200 US on sale. It's almost going to be out of print soon and has all 34 of his movies in one place. But mm. yeah, it's like it's the one thing of having it all and being like, cool, I have the Al Adamson box set, but it's quite another thing to actually watch these movies. And I already have the Herschel Gordon Lewis box set that I've watched like mm-hmm. two movies out of so far. And I don't like I should have watched Wizard of Gore for this month, but I forgot. Um, but you're like, yeah, these are like, I don't know. It's hard to pull the trigger on this stuff. And like no one talks about Al Adamson at all. He's just like, he seems like a nice enough guy. Everyone talks about how nice he is, but at the same time, how he didn't pay anybody. And he's like, he's like, mm-hmm. it's like, but you talk about, oh, he's got all these investments and he's got all these properties everywhere. You're like, well, he sounds like an asshole, just didn't pay people. There's a lot of real nice guys that uh, I don't understand how they became filmmakers. There's one in particular, a nice guy production. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know, Jared? So are you saying that you're a big Adam Adams Al Adamson guy now? You I got like the box set. No, you got, no, no. You're well, you. Sh- I'm fine. How I'm, many more of these box sets are you gonna buy? Like four I, or five I, Al Adamson. I, I don't want any more, but oh. but I want them all. You see, this is the that's problematic. This is, this, is, this is problematic. I checked out a movie that I I feel like Scott like 
RJ written all over him. Okay, which what is that? It's called Abominable. Is this about a Bigfoot? It is about a Bigfoot. Okay. By way okay. of rear window. <laughs> I completely understand, but I'm looking at this director's previous history. I've yeah. seen one of his movies. Which one did he do in Tales of Halloween? Oh, it doesn't... Schifrin. Yeah, what this guy, oh, man, Evil Hill looks amazing. Okay, so when you say that this is a, a me movie, are you being... Are you, do well, you mean it? Or... I, I mean, it's it's crap, but this Sasquatch costume is so good. Because, you mm-hmm. know, like, the, one of the bullshit things with these Bigfoot movies is that they never show Bigfoot. They always obscure mm-hmm. it, or they have the most generic costume imaginable. Not abominable. Abominable, you see him, like, he's very well lit. He's on mm-hmm. full display. He's clearly a costume. Like, it mm-hmm. looks it looks like a monster costume, but it's so charming. It's so cute looking. He's like, ah, I love him to bite my face off, which is something he does to a guy in this. Hmm. Um, is it Matt McCoy, who's, like, the main character of this? Uh, he is just, like, supposed to be jimmy stewart i guess he's mm-hmm. a man who like he, he used to live a very active life mountain climbing uh love of his life they were like outdoors people and then one day they were climbing a rock face and his wife slipped and fell and died and he bad? and he fell but he didn't he survived but broke his back mm-hmm. and now now he's he needs a, a man nurse to like tend to him um They've gone to the cabin, I guess, that he, because he's been in recovery and re- rehab and stuff like that. And of course, they head up there. Uh, and then some, like, you know, buxom co eds show up to party next door. And so it, there's a whole lot of him, like, in a wheelchair looking through binoculars at all the action and being like, I used to have a life. And of course, they just think he's a, an old creepy pervert. But of course, he also sees something in the in the woods and he's like, what is that? And no one believes him. Uh, what was it? It's 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 the Bigfoot. Lance Henriksen's oh, okay. in it, uh, and I was wrong. Not only has Lance Henriksen been in three Bigfoot movies, he's mm. actually been in four. <laughs> There's another one. There's another one that I forgot about. It's called The Untold, and that's the one that I know a guy who knows a guy that apparently worked on the movie. And of course, it's mm. also probably the worst of the four, which makes total sense. Uh, Lance, yeah, yeah, which is incredible. So I'll I'll, wonder, I'll get around to watching that too, I guess. To really this year to, or uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes with time okay. and space. But uh, yeah, I mean, abominable when the gore stuff happens is not too bad. And yeah, uh, Sasquatch is really cool. Very nice face on him. So I just, I checked it out. This guy, he the segment of Tales of Halloween he directed was the one that had problematic director John Landis in a cameo role. That, sound, so, uh, that sounds like a decision he would make. I'll let you uh, decide to do with that info whatever you want. So, I mean, it sounds cool. I'll check it out. It's next year. Hey, Tubi. I mean, yeah. Who doesn't like Tubi, right? No, who who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh-huh. Speaking of Tubi. Yeah. Do you, to, do you want me to finish the Tubi cycle or should I let you talk? No, finish it off. I mean, I do want to hear about Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum? I can tell you about that anytime, any day. Okay. Uh, I watched Monster Hunter, a.k.a. Absurd. 
this is kind of like a it's I think one of its other AKAs is Anthropophagus Two. Oh, starring yeah. George Eastman, who was Anthropophagus in the first one. movie. And in now this one, he's just like a guy who who he was experimented on and is now immortal. Mm-hmm. And he's also a psycho killer. <laughs> psycho he, killer, Kesskesse. When you first see him, his like intestines are pouring out of his stomach, and then he heals back up and he just keeps killing people. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's nothing to really speak of or recommend on this movie. It's, a, so it's, 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 it's it's called the video. It's on the video nasties list. It's got a pretty okay. decent poster. I mean, I don't know where the fuck Monster Hunter comes from, like at all. Um, I don't know. Isn't everything Monster Hunter now? Wow, well, we wish. I mean, I think they're making a Monster Hunter movie for reals, right? Based on that video game. It's it's not making. It's done. They put oh. a, tr- a preview out. It's your buddy, uh, PTW Anderson. Ah, the best or Anderson. What yeah, P.W.S. Anderson, is that what he the, is? Or? He, he is the best Anderson, better than Paul, better than okay. Wes. Yeah, yeah, oh, he, so he made one Yeah, with his wife, Mila Jovanich. Of course, yeah, I saw some, I think I remember seeing some people talk about the, the size of the sword being too big. And I'm like, I mean, oh, that's our priority. That's our great worry. Yeah, remember when that uh, stunt woman on one of those Resident Evils got degloved or something like that, like her whole body? That's pretty grisly pretty grizz uh nothing to say too much about this not an rj pick and it's just like forgettable yeah uh but doom asylum is a movie that you watched last halloween and i believe it the description you gave was like it was just on as you gave out halloween candy uh it might have been i i remember there being a few things in doom asylum that i thought was okay the gore in it is pretty good yeah and mm-hmm. like some of it like there's a bit where so the, the, the yeah monster hunter whatever doom yeah. asylum doom asylum it follows a bunch of you know teenagers who go to a a real mental institute that's been abandoned mm-hmm. uh they come across this like punk girl band that is playing this like no waves music like this absolute mm-hmm. like just noise band something out of throbbing gristle it's like so weird because <laughs> i'm like mm-hmm. i don't think this is the actual music they record like they were playing here i think they put that on top but movie magic movie magic um we got a bit of a backstory beforehand that there was a a guy and his new bride they were driving along not wearing seatbelts. They have a horrific car crash. He survives, but is horribly mutilated. Mm-hmm. And he now lurks inside this abandoned hospital, insane asylum, whatever it is. And these people stumble across him, and he starts picking them off one by one because they're dumb. Mm. I mean, I gave this movie two and a half stars because that's probably what it really is. But I actually really enjoyed this movie. The, the act of watching it and all of its awkwardness. The gore yeah. is great. Uh, there's a scene involving the cutting of toes off. That's like mm-hmm. pretty well done. Uh, and the, the, the killer, whatever he's, he loves his one liners. He always has one. He does. Yeah. I, um, some, someone will have to listen to last year's school school. I, I think I was like, okay, on doom asylum. I, th- I was like, yeah, it's got some stuff in it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Tell me about Blood Quantum, RJ. What do you know about this film, Jared? Because it, it was making the rounds about seven months ago. Well, I remember when the trailer popped up, and uh-huh. I'm like, why? Is this some indigenous horror? 
Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was um, working something out. This is indigenous horror, Jared. Canadian indigenous horror. Well, I mean, that's a lot of boxes to be checked. There's, that's a lot, there's a lot of potential here. But will it? could it live up to expectations? Because I saw that, um, was it Jeff Barnaby? He directed mm-hmm. another movie that looks very similar to this called Rhymes for Young Ghouls. Yeah. So uh, that both of these two movies, Blood Quantum, Rhymes for Young Ghouls, and two other quasi-horror thriller indigenous movies have, uh, just all got put on to Crave. Huh. So I saw that this was on here too, and I'm going to watch it, but uh, it doesn't really seem like Creeptober. Like, it sounds... Rhymes for young ghouls. That is, it does seem a bit like uh, I don't know. It seems it seems like a heavy movie, so I might just watch that normal one day. You know what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm looking at the banner of it. It's got people dressed up in costumes. I I saw that. I'm like, what? Yeah, there's like all these this like masks, mm-hmm. ho- hooded rain jacket. <laughs> yeah. So like that in this, and then like there's. A couple other other like thrillers, and then there were a couple like dramas. They were all indigenous films, and I think it's because Crave. So Crave is what we have instead of HBO Go, kind of, and it's not even just HBO. It's like a bunch of other providers too, but HBO is part of it. And then uh, I like Crave has a partnership with TIFF, and I think that's where a lot of these movies come from as well. And I think they've been trying to get like more Canadian content on it, so I think that's where all these movies came from. It's my guess. But I remember that this uh, this was kind of making the rounds a few months ago because I think it I think it was maybe at one of those festivals that it kind of premiered and then it was made available online and people were checking it out. But uh, Blood Quantum, Jarrett, is a, a zombie film that takes place on the Micmac Reserve of Red Crow. So I, I don't know. I don't think I said that right. Um, Micmac. That's, yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, but uh, so I, I, well, I think like the anglicize is Micmac. Micmac, it's like Meek Me, like Micmac Boulevard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a, a popular a popular road in our hometown. Um, very popular. Very popular. People are always hanging out there, just like, hey, check it out, we're on Micmac. Uh, Paddywhack. You can give your dog a bone after the podcast, okay, Jared? Uh, so we got Blood Quantum. And uh, it's a zombie film, uh, so pretty standard. But I do actually think it's got some new stuff in it, which I, which is some you're always looking for new stuff, right? Uh, so this movie is made by like Indigenous First Nations people uh, in Canada, and the kind of the spin that they have on this is that Indigenous people are immune to the zombie uh, plague, and other people aren't. So like they become like uh, the last like the last kind of protected grounds, the reserve that they live on because they're all immune. Other people try to get in and then they have like their own kind of a law there. They have like a few of the, uh, like they're not like policemen. They call them chief, but it's not that either. Um, but it's like guys who like fight the zombies and they have bites all over their bodies cause they've been like in all these fights with them, but they can't get the zombie infection. So I actually thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and then there is like a lot of conversation about uh, like uh, the earth in general, environmentalism and like what the zombie stuff means for them and for indigenous people. I thought it was pretty cool. Like uh, it's like I said, it's 
it's new. So I, I liked it for, for just that alone. I was like, it's kind of changing up uh, some of the old stuff in here. So I, I did really like that. Um, and then this movie, Jared, is like s- super surprisingly gory. Like scenes that I was not expecting at all. Uh, I think a lady rips a fetus out of her own body and starts eating it. So I don't know well, how I've, you feel about that. I'm, I'm at home actually with that. You're at home with that kind of uh, gore? Yeah, absolutely. So we got some baby eaten. Uh, we have some dick eaten. So uh, at Hell one, yeah. At one scene, do, do we got, is a person well, just full-on RJ, eating a dick. Do, do we have any titty slashing? Not in this one. Oh, not, okay. that I, not that I was two, aware of. Two out of three is not bad. Yeah, not that I was aware of. Uh, but someone does eat a dick in this movie, uh, literally. Um and uh, it actually, the one thing I noticed watching it right away, I was like, it looks really good. So they they actually like, um, I don't know who, I, this is the first movie I've watched of this guy. So I don't know like what his production is usually like, but I was like, they got nice cameras for this. Like it's really crisp, looks nice. So I thought that was cool. Uh, the only thing, the only real downside to this movie is the dialogue is it's pretty questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there, there's some lines in this and you're just like, Oof. you're like, I don't, I don't know who came up with that in like what basement of the world or something like that. But it, I was like, it's, it's a little out there, but uh, blood quantum is good. Uh, I was surprised by it. I think it's got some new ideas, which is cool. Uh, it's just the dialogue is, uh, it's, it's not great at sometimes, but cool little Canadian film, Jared. Hmm. You know about Canada? I heard about it. I, I I know that they had residential schools. Well, that other rhymes of the the young ghoul. Uh, uh-huh. Did you read the description? I, I I sure did. It sounds like a rough movie, eh? About a sadistic Indian agent who imprisoned a teenager in a residential school where rape and abuse are common. And I mean that is what happened. So uh, it's more. It's kind of a historical document uh but uh yeah it sounds sounds rough yeah sounds rough. so hey do you want to hear about all of the unsolved mysteries why Very not briefly? why not uh hit so me with it the second half of season one they did the weird thing they released half a season half of the first season and then now they released the second half i think it's called like part two or something like that whatever kind of bullshit they can get around it but hey it's loggable on letterboxd so i watched it uh first and these ones aren't very good there's like one or two that were actually good first one is called tsunami spirits and it's about people in japan who see spirits that died in a tsunami uh i don't want to like question what people what people think they see but this one is definitely it's just like people who have like uh they like someone died and they see them around and then these people are like it was ghosts it's like it wasn't ghosts. They're well, just I mean, grieve. They're grieving. But they, I mean, that probably is a ghost. In like a most... grief ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could, in it in could... the sense that like they maybe did think they saw something, and they're like, "Well, it's... Yeah. then they did. They saw it in their head." Oh, I'm I'm sure these yeah. people saw yeah. those things. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's the realest ghost there is. I th- I I agree with you, but I don't know if it warrants an unsolved mystery. Well, I mean, if they um, decided to frame it that way, rather than. Did they see something? Like, no, they it's, didn't. There, it's it goes back and forth. But this one, we watched it and we're like, ugh, we're like, that's whatever. 
The next one was called Lady in the Lake, about a lady who just disappeared near a lake. And uh, the one standout thing about this was there was a guy who gets some lady, other lady to try on high heels and to walk towards the lake. And he's like, look, it's impossible. You could never walk towards this lake in shoes like these. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's just... It's it's one of the it's kind of goofy. Like this one has some stuff in it. It's like yeah, that lady was murdered for sure. But, uh, but why did kind of goofy? Why, why why did she definitely have her? Did she have her shoes on her feet? They found like so. This lady parked near a lake, and they found her body like a month later down the river, and like sure her shoes were there, but they were still in good shape on her body. But they were like. It happened during winter, so they're like, oh, there's no way she could have walked. They, The police ruled it a suicide, and so they were, like, trying to show that, like, she couldn't walk. But it's just this dude who's like, yeah, you can't walk with shoes like this. And you're like, uh... Case closed. Case closed. Uh, the next one is Stolen Kids. That's a bummer. It's just about kids who were kidnapped. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, and then there's Washington Inside Murder. This one was possibly an old man with dementia who got lost. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting story, but the expert guy they have on this really sucks because he's like, could he have been doing this? And it's like, where did you get that? Like, he's just taking big leaps on things. He's like, oh, I was doing this. It's like, you weren't. he wasn't. Get out of here. Uh, the one that I recommend you watch is called Death in Oslo, where a young lady checks into a hotel in, a, it's like Switzerland or something like that. Wherever Oslo is from, someone, George Hofschmeiner's probably screaming. I know he's from Lithuania, but uh, he probably knows. Uh, lady checks into a hotel. Uh, three days later, the like someone goes to check on her. And when they knock, uh, they hear a gunshot and she killed herself. And she's got no ID, Jer. Why was she in there? It's pretty mysterious. Uh, and then we have Death Row Fugitive, which is more or less just a scathing review of the America pr- prison system. We have this guy who raped a bunch of ladies and then went to prison. And then he got put on a good behavior list of other prisoners in the 70s and was allowed to go to a mall unsupervised. And he just left. And they never found him again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and that and that's all it is it's just like they're like well we we know he was in this state but uh we were about two months too late and we know he was in this state but we were a year too late and then they're like we're still looking for him but this huh. happened in the 70s they took a bunch of like high offense criminals to a mall uh and they're like all right you guys honor system come back in like two hours go to cinnabon have yourself a, a bun yep get a coffee yeah, and uh, he just never came back. Go, go check out, uh, I don't know, check out some clothes that you can't do anything with. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yep, it's. I, I was expecting a different direction about the horrors of the system in terms of like how innocent people no. have bad things happen to them. No, this is like the well, opposite. This, this is the opposite it. of that, where like bad people just leave. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, because that's like 40 years ago. He made a full confession. He killed like a 14 year old girl. And that was the one that he got like locked up on. And he like he tried to kill her, but she didn't die. So he goes into details <sighs> about like Jesus. how he he was like, well, she wasn't dead. So I had to go look around. He's like, I found some bricks. I tried those out for a while. Oh. And uh, so all the people are like, this guy is like the epitome of like a, an actual monster. And then they're like, and then he was let go. Well, and the prison was like, whoopsie. <laughs> ah, he got away. He got away. 
so that one's pretty, um, you know, and that's it. So anyways, I just thought I'd talk about those. They're vloggable. So I got to talk about them right For now. Well, they'll disappear, I'm sure. They'll probably disappear. Yeah. Uh, but then I watched your recommendation of oh. uh, every 90s commercial ever mm-hmm. going at the TV theme. Yep. Very good. We got some 90s sweat. Three. Jared. Was this less than three minutes? Less than three minutes. We got some body melting. We got some Capri Sun. Like, get out of here. We got, we got body melt. We got body horror. We got body horror. We got, we got some dark humor. As yep. we like that camera shot of that empty chair at the mm-hmm. at the table is so good. <laughs> it's very good. I, I so I I like this a lot. I will say I was a little surprised that you really liked it because I feel like even though it's very good, I feel like it it could easily switch to you towards that like too many cooks type of thing. Uh, see, like, it's, it's not, not uh, it's not quite the same. See, but, this like, is this is why I mean? it's di- this is this is the difference. I don't know what I, I yeah. you, you could almost break down what the differences are between why this is successful, why too many cooks sucks, why mm-hmm. Kung Fury sucks, mm-hmm. and I don't know. They're they had because the, they have this idea. They're not trying to be any more clever than what it is. It doesn't yeah. overstay its welcome. It's not like mm-hmm. continuously being. I don't know. There's like the the bad influence that Tim and Eric have had, and that Adult Swim kind of sensibility where it goes and all that's too many where it goes all horribly wrong. Yeah, I don't know because you've never watched uh, Wonder Showsen, right? I know Wonder Showsen, but my main exposure to it was when I was in high school. There was this group of uh, like heavy, heavy stoner dudes, and it was their favorite show. And I watched it once, mm. and I was like. I don't get this, but I wasn't like part of the heavy stoner group. So I was like, I'm not seeing what you guys well, are seeing. Well, did they like, what, did they bust out horse apples on you? No, they were just actually watching. Oh, no, there, like, no, there's, there's, an, okay, no, there's it, a skit called horse. I don't know. It, it, I watched, it, like, it's not a skit. Thing. It's an entire episode of horse apples, which is a fake, like, like product, fake, like redneck TV show. It's like it's kind of like it's like Green Green Acres or uh, I don't know Mr. Ed, but like there's no I and it's you. it's it's anti humor as well I guess you call it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this actually is just like it's not trying to be anti humor, it's just like it's subversive rather is it than post comedy. Oh, so this is the different. Well, okay, so this is like to me this would be subversive, but it's not anti humor, mm-hmm. where it's like oh, no one would find this funny, and that's what's hilarious. And you're like, well, sometimes that works, and sometimes it's just brutal. And, like, it's just, like, whoever, I don't know, I don't think people who like that stuff necessarily like it exactly. I don't mm-hmm. know. that, Or at least because, like, I don't, I don't know. It's subjective. It's all subjective. But I think this actually sure. is really funny. And it's, like, the guys who did this uh, rocket ship. I can't remember the name of these guys. Sure. These guys were YouTube dudes, like with like millions of followers, and I completely had no idea that uh, they had made this. When because mm-hmm. I, I listened to their podcast like probably five years before this came along, because this is only five years old. Okay, uh, you're talking about every '90s commercial, right? Not Wonder Showsen. Are you talking oh, about? Wonder I'm, talking, Shows? I'm talking about every '90s commercial. Ever. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say no. Wonder Showsen is pretty old. Chosen, chosen, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty old. Um, yeah, no, that and that's all I meant. Like, I think it it can go either way. I I do think every '90s commercial is is pretty good, and it's like you said, it's three minutes. Give it a rip. Mm-hmm. It adds to your stats. Yep, it was a so, a pleasant surprise. It was. It was. 
Do you want to hear about Stephen King or do you want to talk for a while? Uh, do I want to talk about Stephen King? It's just one entry. <sighs> Go on. So I watched A Good Marriage. Uh, and this wow. is like... I'm just looking at this poster. Uh-huh. Uh, Mrs. Mister. And there's it's like towels. And there's uh-huh. bloody hands all over. Joan Allen? Stephen oh, yeah. Lang? So Joan Allen is in this, Jarrett. And it is very, like, matter-of-factly stated in the first five minutes. There's a guy, a bartender. They're at a wedding in the intro. And the bartender's like, you know... She's pretty hot for an old chick. And you go, hmm? And then in another scene, she's in the bathroom with another lady. And the lady's like, well, at least you still have your figure smoking hot. And it was like, what? It's like, why are they putting so much emphasis on this? And then it never comes back. It never comes up again. So I was like, did someone, I was like, did the people who made this just have like a thing for Joan Allen or was it something else? What do you think? So anyways, uh, maybe it was contractual. It could have been. This is credited in the opening as uh, a Stephen King story. And it says a Stephen King story, a good marriage, which this is I have. This is part of one of his short story collections. Like, uh, I don't know, no full dark, no stars or just after sunset. One of those ones. This is 103 minutes long. Yes, it is. You feel it too. Uh, oh so, god! Oh god! I've actually seen a movie from this director. He like did a documentary on uh, Dalton Trumbo. What the fuck? Oof. Huh. This, uh, this is not a good film, Jerry. Yeah. Um, but so like Stephen King is credited, and like you can, I can pick up on some of the Stephen King isms, like uh, in some of the dialogue, and it's like, oh yeah, that's full Stephen King. But there's other things too. I was like. I was like, where did that come from? I was like, is this improv from the cast or I don't know. But anyways, the movie is about a perfect marriage, Jarrett. Uh, But there's a serial killer out on the loose. And then one day the wife discovers that uh, her husband, played by Anthony LaPaglia from Empire Records mm -hmm, and the best friend from So I Married an Axe Murderer, he is a serial killer. And then he comes home and he's just talking to his wife and he's like, my wife, he's like, so I kill people. I'll never kill you. He's like, are we cool? Are we good? He's like, you don't got to tell anyone. Uh, And then that's what the movie is. It's basically, it's just like, is she a ride or die? Is she going to stick by him, Jarrett? Or uh, is she going to kind of rat him out? And then Stephen Lane comes in and he's just like a really wheezy old man who's just like, I've been investigating your family. (laughs) And you're like... Like, nobody cares, Stephen Lang. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so, anyways, it's not very good, Jared. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's all in Stephen King. Mm-hmm. It's, I think the idea is like, it's super Stephen King, where it's just like perfect marriage, but get this the husband is a killer. Oh. So I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, eh, it's not, the execution's not fully mm-hmm. there. Right. But uh, whatever. 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 So uh, did, what about you? Did you watch any movies? <sighs> RJ, I checked yeah. out this here movie talking about uh, these 90s vampire movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched Night Owl from and 1993. It's got John Leguizamo before he was John Leguizamo. Who was he before he was John Leguizamo? He was Night Owl. 
Oh, interesting. So and what's that about? This is a vinegar syndrome picture. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Do you like metaphors? Uh, I I don't know a world that isn't metaphors. Do you, how about when you combined vampires with AIDS? But it's not AIDS. It's vampirism as AIDS. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that's been done more than a few times. Well, this is 1993. So you're saying they, they did it? They started it? Probably not, because I feel like it, it's probably floating around. A lot of people are like, blood disease. Blood hmm. disease? Horror? Blood? Dracula? <laughs> no. There's no, there's Dracula? No, there's no Dracula on this. But uh, this is a black and white indie movie to the gills, and pretty poor. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I've seen this shit before, and it, like, I don't know. There's some real bad house bands in this thing that like it is house music is kind of the worst do do, do you know what i mean by that by house music yeah i watched a film this uh week jared called blood of the werewolf and it's got some house music in it and is it the shits as as i'm talking about Uh, it's not bad actually oh oh, rj it's it is (laughs) maybe well there's the particular acts in this though are fuck oh okay real real bad and this just feels in indie as fuck Okay. In all the worst ways. And it's really easy to dial out on this stuff. Mm. Yeah, no time for it. It's too bad. I was I had some hopes. Um but it seems like in, for the for the sex scenes, it seems like people were really getting into it, if you know what I mean. I don't. You might have to describe that a little bit more. Man, those the, the hips slide into one another. Lots of it, it feels like perhaps depth was being achieved, RJ. I, I don't mean, know what that means, and uh, I'm too afraid to ask. Yeah, it's fine anymore. Good. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll stop right there. Um, I rewatched some stuff. I watched some Jean Roland, some Fascination. Oh yeah. Um, Jack, How was that? Uh, Jackson had watched this and had asked about my thoughts and feelings, particularly mm-hmm. probably my feelings. I think. How did you feel? Uh, I I liked Fascination more on the second viewing. Now that okay. I'm more accustomed to the Jean Roland experience, mm-hmm. and I like saying Jean Roland, uh, this is that is... different from Jean Renoir? Yes, I because I like Jean Roland movies as opposed to Renoir. Oh, okay, but by, by a lot, interesting. Because um, I mean, Jean Renoir, he was too much of a coward to tackle vampires. Mm. <laughs> so... Isn't Rules of the Game kind of about vampires oh. and HIV? No. I wish. Oh, okay. I wish. I mean, it's black and white. Might as well go the extra mile. Yeah. No. Yeah. They all fit together. Yeah. This movie is about um, castles and ladies in cloaks, naked, mm-hmm. writhing around, um, doing, doing castle castly things, doing castle okay. things. But man, oh, there's times the visuals in this that Jean Roland hits on. They're like Rene Magritte paintings, and mm-hmm. they're so good. And they're just like this little, they're like living paintings, RJ. You like that expression? You like that? You like that? Like, um, your face says yes. My heart says no. Right. Because mm-hmm. heart isn't real. But It's not. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's just glimpses. These flashes throughout this movie that are like, just like, fuck, this is so good. But then the rest of the movie is just kind of like neither here nor there. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, something or other is happening. We all know this guy who's like, they just like, how does this even start? There's these two women that are in this castle, and they're just waiting for people to come. Uh, okay. There's a guy who has just finished robbing something with a group of bandits, and he's like, hey, I've got all this gold. Uh, I'm going to take it, and then I'm going to like flip the gold to smaller bills and then I'll pay you then. How's that sound? And they're like, fuck you, pay us. And then he gets away. They pursue him. They chase him down to this castle. He enters the castle. He runs into these two women. And of course, they're kind of weird and all over the place and keep telling different stories about why they're there. They act mm-hmm. like they're the help, but maybe they actually own it. They make out with one another. They make out with him. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Maybe try to, they're trying to maybe kill him. Maybe they're not. And then, um, more well actually what happens is these the the guys who are chasing down the bandits they're going to like basically charge the castle and then the the two women in the castle they're just like here take your gold and take off but they're like no 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 we're going to take you out to the barn have ourselves some fun because that's what happens in every everything in the 70s it is al- that what happens? It, it always it always goes to rape for a little bit. But don't you worry, oh. RJ. They're kind of like, yeah, whatever. This isn't the first time. And then they kill not him. Not the last? Well, probably not. And then they Well, for the one character, maybe. Uh, they So they kill that guy. And then they just kill off everybody. And then they're like, cool, we're done with this. And then the rest of the uh, women group, the coven, coven of, mm-hmm. of, of vampires, question mark, they all show up. It's good old time. Sacrifices mm-hmm. are made, writhing, all in good, all in good fun, and some scythes. Did you say writhing? Writhing, yes. Um, how do you feel about you... how do you feel about pelvises and hips sliding into one another? Depths being I think, achieved. I think they definitely serve a purpose and related to motion. Okay. If that's what you mean. That's exactly what I meant. And I, uh, I don't really want to elaborate any any further on. On okay. the subject. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also rewatched Mario Bava, Blood in Black Lace. How was that? You know, I still am not that big of a Mario Bava guy. It's all right. The movie's great looking. So I, this yeah. was actually the first time I'd seen this movie in a good restoration. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, the, there was like the old DVD I had for this, which was just terrible. I think like I was like VCI or something like that. And so this mm-hmm. is actually Arrow's Blu-ray that came out years ago. It was actually spine number one when they started up their American line, and it took forever because of some weird copyright thing. And it finally got shipped out way after the fact. And I just haven't gone around to watching it. Mm-hmm. Finally, it, it it happened. Wanted to check it out, give it another whirl. And it's is better ish than the first time I watched it. It looks great in HD. It's a very colorful movie, but mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know that by the numbers Giallo stuff. Character, there's like the characters are non-existent. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be about the fashion world. It's like okay, that's that's I mean superficial. So maybe it's intentional, but I don't think it really is meant to be like that. I, that's giving Bava too much credit, I think. Yeah. Well, he. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I've liked the Bava movies I've I have actually seen, but like, even even so, I was like, well, it's uh, fine. He's no Black Sunday is fine. He's no Argento. He's no he's no Fulci. 
What a well, Planet of the Vampires is cool. It looks for sure. awesome. That movie looks yeah. amazing. I mean, it's dumb as shit. And I, I, I still yeah. could, I would consider it actually one of the better Baba movies I've seen. I don't know because it's like, not a Giallo. Yeah, it's just like a cool. It's like alien. It's, it feels mm-hmm. like a weird sci-fi movie by an Italian man that had like, hey, let's just put all these resources into making looking uh, making a really cool looking movie. Mm-hmm. And that was enough for me when I watched it. I mean, it is kind of a boring, stilted movie, but it looks great while doing it. That's like me. Like you, baby. I'm boring and stilted, but I look great. Speaking of Fulci, we oh, watched yeah. The Beyond. Uh, and how is it this time? It's better than ever. Beyond every, is pretty good. Every, every time I watch it, it gets better and better. Beyond is pretty good. No. The gore, yeah. the gore is gruesome. The it, it still makes no sense, but that works that in doesn't its matter. favor. Yeah. Uh, I do need to get around to rewatching uh, City of the Dead and House by the Cemetery. Because it's been a while since I've seen those. Since, in fact, we began the podcast. Because we talked about those Ooh, movies what? in our very first episode. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah. we did. We have yet to talk about the New York River. I need to rewatch that. But I want to watch that but... 4K version that just came out. But that's like mm-hmm. $50. How does it compare to uh, The Devil's Honey? I can't imagine it's uh, worse. Worse? But I bet you it's better. That's fair-ish. Yeah, I bet you it's a lot better than that. Than I would that. say fair-ish. Yeah. Um, what about... What? Well, never mind. What? I don't know. I'm just looking at his posters, and there's some uh, some strange things in here. Sadama's Ghost, The Eroticist. I don't know. That's all I have. For Fulci? Yeah. yeah. Th- those are the deeper cuts I have not got around to seeing. What were you going to say? Well, um, I thought I would get the Christ into Halloween. Ooh. And I watched A Thief in the Night. What's this about? It's about the end times, RJ. Like uh, the true an Catholic e- end e- times? Well, this is evangelical. Mm, those e free guys they, they they don't know what's up well they sure don't so this is like ooh, some 70s post-apocalypse sort of stuff where the mm-hmm. rapture has happened which is something, cool. which is something they're very excited about mm-hmm. very excited and about the oh. about the fear of the un making a big power gr- oh yeah unite and they're gonna make us all get uh barcodes in our hands and forehead is but that what actually going to happen? Apparently. Whoa. Uh, Keep going. I was expecting more of a campy fun time, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this is just like so joyless. Shitsville? <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. The I fuck. This is a pretty good case of why like these <laughs> this form of Christianity in particular the smarminess mm. of these fuckers. Hey, that's evangelicist and evangel. I don't know. The only right Christianity is Catholic. And I know we're probably going to get heat for that, but uh, whatever. Just I'm going to stand just, by just it. some Frank. Just, well, yeah, I don't, I mean, we all can enjoy the presence of JC. Right. Mm-hmm. There, there's like four of these goddamn movies too. The, the, really? The, the next one up is a distant thunder. No. Were they uh, were they produced by a church or something or like I would uh, I would assume so. <laughs> They're not very well made. These these feel like real regional 
filmmaking pieces. I thought you liked a uh, regional film. I well, I like some of it, but I, yeah. I'm not so much a fan of this uh, Donald W. Thompson chap. That sounds like a, a oh, guy who look at would these, be look at these a posters. really boring person. Yeah, I, I I have like this is no time at all for this stuff. It's brutal. What, to what watch. did you have time for? Well, let's take a look. What do I what do I like? What's the next good thing I actually watched? Man, not a whole lot. Uh, well, Blood Salvage or Alice Sweet Alice? Yes. Well, um, well, but, but I, was, I don't want to like jump, jump too far okay. ahead. Okay. So I checked out Microwave Massacre. Yep. I gave it one and a half star because this isn't like a horror movie at all. It is like a really, really dumb horror comedy. And it oh. almost works. Almost. Almost. But then it's also just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Is that like, that's not totally surprising, is it? It's not. I, I, I knew that this was going to be crap. Mm. I knew it was going to be bad. But it wasn't even like as bad as I was expecting it to be. It's there, but the jokes are real <laughs> lazy, like real lazy, like your dad's 70s cassette tape collection, <laughs> bad and lazy. Mm. And I mean, hell, it's 1979. It makes sense, right? Gay jokes, women jokes, my wife. I gotta, That's I, the I, good stuff. I, I murder my wife, and then I eat her, and then I like now I want to eat more human flesh. Is that in Borat too? I think, yeah, maybe. I haven't got to okay. it yet. Okay. Um, and then, okay, I watched a documentary, The American Scream. It's from that guy who directed that uh, Best Worst movie on Troll 2. Oh, yeah. This was yeah. his follow-up documentary, I believe, The American Scream, which was another documentary about guys who do haunted houses. Because apparently there's just like hmm. tons of these things now. There is, and uh, I even watched a movie about that. Mm. But I'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah it seems like it's a uh, definitely something that's in. Yeah, uh, it is in. But yeah, so American Scream. I don't know. This felt like an episode from a TV show called American Scream, where like every episode they, hey, here's a crazy guy who spends his family's life savings every year on Halloween decorations, and it's like they put three episodes together. And that's it. I didn't get anything out of it. I didn't care about these people. Usually I'm like, I, you think I'd be a sucker for this type of story. But no, I didn't. You like, think. These are like, I don't know. I didn't think these were particularly captivating subjects. So that didn't help. But yeah, yeah I was kind of uh, bummed. I was expecting something more from this because like, I like documentaries. I like the subject matter. I like that mm-hmm. Best Worst movie. I thought that was charming. But this, I don't know. Some people seem to really like this, though, too. So maybe I'm just a bitter old man. Well, that's that goes without question. Everyone's always thought that. No? Well, but back to you, RJ. Oh, yeah. Tell me about Haunt. What do you know about this film, Jared? Is I, what I would like to start I with. know it's got clowns. I know it came out recently. And I see, and I recall something about this being one of the fictional films about haunts, extreme, extreme. haunts, kind of like that. Uh, my most popular review ever on Letterboxd mm-hmm. about dudes getting waterboarded for kicks. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I'm a Joe Bobsman, and oh, uh, right. So there was this Halloween hoot, or no wait, 
last year was Halloween Hootenanny. This was Halloween something else. I can't remember. I forgot there was even going to be a Joe Bob. And then uh, on Friday, uh, I saw the tweets about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And uh, I didn't, like, make a plan to do it. But uh, I was at home. It was, like, 635 or something like that. And then I saw another thing. It's like, Joe Bob in 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, shit. Damn. So I and uh, you'll be happy to know that Andy watched uh, both of these films with me too. Shit. So we had a, yeah, she did. She saw some serious shit. Uh, <laughs> so we uh, we watched some Joe Bob. I, I like Joe Bob. He's a uh, he's definitely looking better in this one. I remember I think the last one I said he seemed like a little foggy, and I was like, what's he talking about? He's a little bit out there, but he's he's back to normal, I think. So uh, so he showed Haunt, which is um. The new formula for Joe Bob's, which I found, is there's always a Shutter original or Shutter exclusive, and then like a normal Joe Bob pick. So this is the Shutter exclusive one, and uh, yeah, it came out last year. Uh, I had heard about it, but like I didn't really know anything that much about it. And then uh, when they kind of like played or like announced it and like did the lead in, I was like, oh. It's like, I don't know if I'm really interested in this, uh, but it did surprise me. Um, Haunt is, it's not bad. Uh, I think it does have some, uh, it's got some good stuff in it. I think it's worth a watch for sure. Um, I think you would maybe like it. So what it is, it's like this group of friends are out on Halloween. Uh, one girl, which it's, it's like a backstory, which seems super unnecessary and it doesn't really have a payoff, but uh, there's a girl who, uh, her backstory is that she has an abusive boyfriend who like beats her up. And then it's like, you find out that her dad was abusive too. And then like, it almost dips into that bad M night Shyamalan territory where it's like, it was good. You were abused Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. now you're strong. It does. It doesn't actually go for it. Like this, this lady does break down in the movie because she's just like, she has PTSD about these things, but then she kind of rises above it. So, I always find that a little bit uh, bad because it's like, that's not the right message. I think that it's good that you have this, like, uh, you know, people have a lot of trauma and it's like, they can deal with that in certain ways. But I think the message that, Hey, it's good. You were abused. It's like, mm, it's like, that's bad. So it doesn't totally get into that M night Shyamalan territory, but there is a this element. Mo- but in that Hey, stuff. this movie also has a one word title. That's something that M night does fan of. He is. He is. Oh, so look, uh, it gets close. It's what? this movie's written by the man, at least one man behind a quiet place. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. So uh, one of them, and uh, apparently the oh, story with both these two of them dudes, wrote uh, a quiet place. Yeah, which is a fartsy movie. I don't really like a quiet place. This is, haunt is better than a quiet place. Um, but apparently, it's like they pitched it to Eli Roth, and Eli Roth is the one who got it. And there was that very uh hilarious uh john carpenter thing that jackson sent me this week that i think i sent on to you where he's talking about eli roth and his hollywood hair oh and stuff like i that. sent that to you you sent that to me i sent that to you i think he also sent it to me then well, i'm didn't... getting wires crossed well he didn't send it to me oh okay well i i thought that was really funny eli roth's hollywood hair i was like that's good uh, what was I talking about? So, anyways, so you actually, in cool. fact, didn't send it to me at all. You sent it to someone else. Did you, you send it? Who the to hell your, did I send it to? Did, uh, did you send it to a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel? 
It could have been. It could have been the Gobble Ghouls, the uh, group chat that we're uh, a part of. Oh, that exclusive uh, chat slash podcast. Would you like to be uh, put into the Gobble Ghouls? No, no, no. Well, you almost said something that was going to happen. Maybe it was the Gobble Ghouls. I can't remember. Um, Anyways, I was way off track here. Group of friends, they get lost, and then a sign lights up. It's like extreme haunts or haunted house, and they go for it. They go into it. It's all fun and games until they realize maybe it's not quite what they think it is, Jarrett. Would oh, you believe that it is? I can't believe that. Real. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so, um, haunt's not bad. Uh, I do like, uh, there's a couple things that I think, like, you would either you'd either be on board with it or you would really hate it. So the people who are doing the haunt, uh, there's like a reveal halfway through, and uh, when it happened, Andrea and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, uh, like it's either this or it's that. It's one of the two. It turns out it turns out to be, uh, well, it's it's one of the two. It turns out to be one of them. Uh, but I think at first you're like, which one is it? Mm. And then it goes a certain way. Uh, this movie has, uh, it's got some decent gore. Um, so there were a few things that I was surprised by. I think that was probably Eli Roth's involvement where he's like, he's like, you know what really kicked this movie up? You should, you should get this in there. Cause he's like weird like that, you know, like a scythe in a bathtub. Yeah. Something like that. He's like, look how Hollywood that hair is. Check it out. <laughs> um, but Hunt's not bad. Uh, I didn't mind it. I think you should definitely watch it maybe next year. Okay. For next Creeptober. I wouldn't watch it. I, I mean, you can watch it this week if you want. I didn't I, think it was bad. I can put. I can do whatever I put my mind to. You can. You can. I don't know. I'm not totally sure what you would think about it, but I do think it's it's worth a watch because you might, you might get more out of it than I did. But I uh, I didn't mind it. I was like, yeah, it's right right in the middle. You know? Okay. Right in the middle. I, I noticed you have like like a, a three H club going on here. I didn't even know. I didn't. It, it I mean, wasn't what, intentional. One more, and you would have had a four H. Oh, I, I love four H. I mean, it's supporting local uh, farmers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Hack o' Lantern was the second Joe Bob. And what what can you say about Hack o' Lantern, Jared? Have you seen it? I have not. Uh, I planned on watching it. This okay. this creeptober, but uh, I don't know if it's going to happen because all I ever see about this movie is that it is garbage. Um, it's it's got it's not without its charm. I is, would it, say. is it charming garbage? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, I think people enjoy it for that riff tracks, uh, or like that the joking, like making fun of mystery science. Th- 3000 aspect to it i didn't really i've always said it's like i'm not really into that but uh i just kind of got enjoyment out of it like there's a it's about like a cult and a grandpa who's influencing grandkids and then they grow up a little bit but one of the grandkids is supposed to be like i don't know he's supposed to be like 17 but he's like 38 but they're playing him off as like an edgy like teenager, which is kind of funny. Uh, and then he has a dream sequence, which is basically just like a rock and roll music video for like, it's a full song, so three to four minutes. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you wouldn't like that part. No. But um, there is some 
I can't even remember like all the shit that was going on because Andrea watched half of it and then she's like, yeah, I'm done with this. And then she, so she went upstairs and then I was just texting her. I was like, I can't even remember. I was like, someone, I was like, someone did this, someone did that, someone did this, and she's like, what are you watching? And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. So it looks as if I I sent you the John Carpenter video, right? I sent it. I don't know. The way I'm seeing this, it looks like I sent it to you. This, this is from my perspective. Yeah, it's got me. Wouldn't your things be on the other side? No. Well, I think I sent it to you. We're going to go with that. Okay. We're going to go with that. But anyways, uh, if you if you plan to watch Hackalander, and I won't talk about it too much, uh, it's on Shudder now if you would really like to watch it. Uh, even the Joe Bob is available. Even the Joe Bob. Uh, but Hackalander, like, I can see why I wouldn't watch it to be part of the irony crowd. It's kind of, it's got some decent stuff in it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. So do you want to hear about the hazing or do you, uh, or do you want to go? <laughs> Hit me with the hazing. So did you know that this is from your buddy? My buddy? Rolf Kanofsky? Uh, well, I've, he's come up often, it seems. Yeah. So I watched, uh, there's nothing out there last year. And uh, Erotic Adventures of an Invisible Man has been brought up a few times, it, it, it seems. Um, but so this poster is, I think, misleading because it makes it look real serious, but it's a pretty lighthearted film. Uh, I watched this because it's got God's favorite son, my man, Brad Dourif. Uh, he's like an old professor who does like Satanism. Um, and then he goes, he gets hurt. He goes to the hospital and uh, there's a group of like college students who are trying to get into frats and dorms. And so they have like a hazing night and they're like, you got to go find this and this and this. And one of the hazing things is like break into the professor's house. So they do. And then uh, that's where they run into Brad Dourif. He's doing like Satanist stuff. And so they push him and he falls onto a rhino horn and so he goes to the hospital because he was impaled. Uh, but then his spirit comes back and possesses one of them. And then uh, it's like a haunted house thing, like an Evil Dead situation. Hmm. Um, so this one's kind of weird. Uh, it's it's a it's a very low it's like it's a low end movie. But uh, I never felt like I never felt like I was wasting my time watching it. Does that make sense? Jared? Yeah. OK. OK. Low I, end. It's, it was low end. It was a lo-fi. Uh, well, not even actually. It wasn't that. Um, it's like it's half goofy college sex comedy horror, which I don't really care for. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other side where I was like, some of this stuff they were doing, I was like, it's not bad. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend this for anybody. Like, okay. I I don't know. You would you might watch it because you're a maniac, but uh it's I don't know. It's okay. I I didn't feel like I had uh, wasted a day after I watched it. So oh, it's got uh, Tif Tiffany Shepis is in this. Uh, who's that? Who's in such films as Tromeo and Juliet, Citizen mm -hmm. Toxie, Terror Firmer, and and Abominable. Wow, she's all over. Yeah, she's in this. She's in a. Oh, and outfit? she was she was in one of Adam Wingard's early films, Homesick, starring mm -hmm. Bill Mosley. And Tom uh, Towles, Otis himself. Goddamn. Questionable. Uh, is, oh, second. Christ, this movie, Extremity from 2018. The the man who brought us Last Shift, which was, like, really good until it wasn't. Mm. And that movie, Dread. Oh, Dread. 
Uh, what, Judge Dredd? Just no. With a D-R-E-A-D. Oh, okay. I was going to say the Judge Dredd movie was good. Um, but uh, what was I? Fuck, I was going to say. Oh, this movie takes place on Halloween, which I know well, people hell. are fans of movies that actually take place on Halloween. They so. are. They're always looking. They're always looking. So this is one of them. Um, yeah, it's not good, but what are you going to do? So uh, how about you? Did you watch any movies? RJ, have you ever heard of a movie called Wrestle Massacre? I'm familiar with it. I believe uh, one of our many friends of the show, uh, A Corpse, Corpse. Uh, has seen said movie mm-hmm. uh, pretty recently, too, for uh, for that uh, matter. So uh looks like a corpse pick to me. Mm-hmm. Did you watch this movie or did you I, just want to bring it I, up? I did watch Wrestle Massacre in its entirety. Yeah. So what can I say about this movie? Uh, it's kind of like a trauma. It's like a modern mm-hmm. day trauma movie. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think Lloyd Kaufman would let a lot of this shit fly in one of his own productions where there is scenes of characters just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking in like a suburban home with those like kind of white walls, leather couches, and just people talking endlessly. And like their dialogue is very like talking around in circles to fill in time and you're like, you know, you could have expressed these things in about five lines and we could move forward. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, why why take 20 seconds to establish something when you can take two minutes? <laughs> and oh, It's so, about flavor. Yeah, yes, world building, I think, yeah. is what the, the, the kids are saying. I think this is all the craze mm-hmm. in the screenwriting classes. Mm-hmm. So... Huh? Um, yeah, so what we got here is a movie about a, a ground. This is a sad bastard movie, by the way. Really? Yeah. So this like little huh. this little guy, little Cuban assassin guy, who, who mm-hmm. the the one uh, asshole who he works for always calls him a Mexican, even though he says I'm Cuban, and he's like, okay, senor, and you're like, okay, so he's a guy that we we're not supposed to like at all, mm-hmm. and he this so the bad guy ish who's just like a jerk off. He owes money to some some real hardcore gangsters that are led by a midget and a gang of ex pro wrestlers. Uh, for for a second, I forgot what movie you were talking about, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Wrestle massacre, right? Right. Keep t- keep yeah. going. There's some real sub Tarantino dialogue that come out of the mouths of these gangsters. Sandman uh-huh. from ECW shows up to like just stick his kendo stick in the belly of a fat guy who keeps calling Doughboy. Give us the money, Doughboy. Ugh. Mm. Give us the money, Doughboy. And he keeps just stabbing this poor actor in the gut over and over and over again. Aww. Uh And then uh, Tony Atlas shows up at, as a as a hood called Hercules. And he was like, he's like, don't pay the money so I can hurt you. Don't pay the money. Don't, don't pay the money. And it just keeps, he keeps saying this because I guess like they don't know when to cut and edit it and be like, hey, let's, let's, let's get away out of this. Hey, that sounds like, um, do you remember that hit movie Venom? Venom. Yes. Venom. Venom. There's a generic white bald, but, uh, bad baddie in that film says the same stuff. Where it's like I, or it's it's all the same lines. It's like I really gonna enjoy getting you. It's like I don't want you to succeed so I can punish you. And yeah. it's just like, Ugh. that's like, real hard man talk. 
Oh yeah, it, that's how you know that he's a bad man. Oh like, yeah, well this is the same thing. Everybody's like always like he raped thirty people and he laughed about it after, and you're just like, uh huh, yeah, of course, sure. So, uh, yeah. Th- so the highlight of Wrestle Massacre is the the tale of mm-hmm. was it Randy? I think is the main character's name. Orton. Uh, R- Randall K. Orton. Yeah, Randy. Okay. So Randy. He's the groundskeeper. He gets, he, there's a little bit where he watches some tapes. He's watching some. Uh, he's watching some wrestling on TV, but he also watches religious television. So this is kind of where things mm-hmm. kind of cross over into super territory, where he falls asleep and then a demon visits him late at night in the form of the preacher. He says, "Randy, you must do what your heart tells you." And then, of course, he goes to wrestling camp where he gets trained by Jimmy Valiant. Who is okay. like a horrible wrestler, but he's not being trained. He goes to go to get trained, but this is a universe where wrestling is real. Wrestling is a true form of combat. Okay. So when there's actual fight scenes, all of the fight scenes are done in the style of pro wrestling, which that's cool. I admire. Mm-hmm. The gore when it pops up is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Faces getting torn off, camel clutches where you tear the guy's uh, head all the way back Ooh. off the roof. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's that stuff's real nice. Uh-huh. Uh, there is some interesting decisions where it's like, huh? I noticed that like whenever the women get killed, they get killed the worst. They get it the absolute mm-hmm. worst of anybody in this. It's like that's interesting. <laughs> They're like it's like their faces get torn off, their heads get like completely flattened, smashed, and it's like, oh, that doesn't happen to any of the other people. I remember people said the same about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino film. But, you know, the ladies in that film were bad dudes, so they deserved it. Well, these were innocent people because they're just getting getting picked off. Maybe it's just their heads are easier to explode? Yes. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Yes. Because of the hair. Because of the longer hair, it's just easier to kill women in movies. (laughs) Of course. Potentially. So, I mean, I don't know what the difference between Wrestle Massacre and, say, Blood and Black Lace is. Because that's all about killing women, too. And uh, they're essentially the same film, is what you're uh, I, yeah. stating to me? Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to put my reputation on the line. They're, they're okay. basically the same film. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so that was a movie. And there was a, there was a plan to watch this and some mm-hmm. more Wrestle-themed horror movies. Because there are more than one. That didn't happen. So we took it down a notch, watched Blood Salvage from 1990. And? Pretty, pretty decent. Pretty, pretty good show. Pretty decent. Uh, this is like a surprisingly gross, grimy movie. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of went in thinking it was going to be a horror comedy. So this is about a kind of a Texas chainsaw type deal old man he's got two like hillbilly sons mm-hmm. one's like you know a simpleton a real hard r and the other one's uh-huh. like a a real scumbag who drives around in like his like oh god um shit G- general lee mobile kind of general- thing oh yeah from dukes of hazard yeah he, he has a uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah yeah it's, it's the same thing uh, so what the, the scam is, is these guys, the one dude in his General Lee, he runs people driving down the highway off the road, causing mm-hmm. them to crash horrifically. And then dad comes by with a tow truck, 
hauls the vehicle to the salvage yard, where mm-hmm. in the barn, what do they have set up, RJ? They have an organ harvesting deal going on. So they take the people and they hook them up to machines. They keep them alive while they harvest the organs that they sell to, oh, what's his name? Uh, Woodsby or oh, from uh, Next Generation, the groundskeeper at, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like from Star Trek. The Yeah, continue. He, he's only in like a couple episodes. The one that Picard, uh, yeah. his, his like muse? Yes. <laughs> Okay, let me let me. I'll, I'll find it. You so keep it's, it's that character actor who's in like tons of stuff. But I was like, oh yeah, yeah it's the guy who's in Star Trek, and uh, he shows up like in a couple episodes. He yeah, he's in a well. He's he's mentioned before he ever even shows up because uh, Patrick Stewart's just like he's like you know when I was in uh, Starfleet Academy, uh, my greatest mentor was the groundskeeper. And Wesley Crusher's like, oh, I'm, I'm really dumb. I'm Wesley. Every, everyone hates me. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll find it. You, okay. <laughs> you keep talking. So anyway, so yeah, there's like, so that's a kind of like a grimy setup, right? Like just by itself, you're like, oh, people get kept alive. Their, their eyes get harvested. Their livers get harvested, and then it's like, oh, we're going to keep you alive. And of course, also the, the 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 father. He's also a religious maniac, and he he mm. just like always talking about Jesus. And he has like a sound system in the barn, so when he's like doing the stuff, he proselytizes and talks about the good word as he's like tearing people up. Because somehow, like he does this, and no one's getting infections, <laughs> even though he's doing this in a barn. But that's fine. It's all about the flavor. Barns so- are clean. So the main thrust of this movie, plot-wise, is there's a young woman who is in a wheelchair, but she's not letting that hold her back. She's also trying to be like you know a Miss, you know Alabama kind of thing. Okay. She's doing beauty pageants in a wheelchair, but she's just not quite winning. Uh, she travels around with her family in an RV. Uh, creepy, creepy dad here. He he's keeping newspaper clippings of her because he's like, oh yes, she's the one I want. I want to keep her, but I also want to heal her. So they did they, he say it like that, like in those exact that exact manner? Pretty much, pretty much, RJ. Okay. So they one thing leads to another. Uh, the one son sabotages the vehicle. Vehicle breaks down on the road. They show up. They bring him to the salvage yard and uh, pick them off one by one. There's lots of chloroforming in this movie. A Good lot. kind or bad? Wow. I'll let you decide. Okay. So, yeah, like, you, you kind of think, like, well, she, oh, yeah, so the girl, she's got her parents, mom and dad. She's got her little brother who is, like, dressed in the most 90s way possible, like the multicolored shorts, the white T-shirt with, like, it's kind of bad bad drawing on it, bowl cut, like, perfect encapsulation of 1990s style. But fucking her little brother, what happens to him? He gets fucking his spinal fluid like it's harvested so that this guy can then take the spinal fluid and inject it into the girl's back to get her to walk again and also some prayer <laughs> and it and it works you know jared i uh i don't know if i've ever mentioned but one of my favorite uh gimmicks in a lot of movies is spinal uh, the fluid? use of spinal fluid yeah hey what are you gonna do with that uh csf and then they go i don't know man Give me some. By the way, the groundskeeper's name was Boothby. Booth, yeah, there we go. Boothby's in it. He's like this. He, he's a doctor who seems to have, or he makes deals, and he seems to have no real problem with uh, getting this stuff. 
Well, I mean, he's Ray, a man of character. Ah, Ray Walston, who's uh, Ray Walston. also in the apartment. Uh, Polanski's apartment? Uh, or the, the tenant. Uh, uh, you mean The Apartment by Billy Wilder. Correct. Yes, that is a good movie, too. Yeah, that's not bad. It's it, it's pretty good. I like The Apartment Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah, he's been yeah. around that Ray Walston. He has a bit. So anyway, uh, it's lots of back and forth, creepy farmhouse living. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a very enjoyable movie, and I really hope very that one day enjoyable. this would be a perfect <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray or Arrow Blu-ray or whoever. Just put it in HD, folks. Uh, maybe you could do it. Maybe I could do it. I'll start my own company. What a brilliant idea! You could try. Followed this up, watched uh, a rewatch, another one, uh, Alice, Sweet Alice. Which, oh, yeah, what's that movie about? It is, it's, it's a good question, RJ. You know what this has got a lot of? What's that? Catholicism in it. <gasps> a whole lot, a lot of communion, a first communion that goes horribly wrong. The good kind? Well, I mean, what's your view on murdering children? Depends which ones. What if it's like a sweet young girl? Mm, how sweet? Like a good kid, or like she, 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 she would steal she's stuff to- if no one was. No, she she was totally a good kid. And okay. what if that yeah, little, what, what if that girl was played by Brooke Shields? Uh, I mean, that'd be a big what if. If it's not played by Brooke Shields, I'd, I'd have some umbrage with. But, the... Well, it is. It is. Okay. Well, maybe she didn't oh. deserve to die. I don't know. So it's kind of hard to talk about what the plot of this movie is because. Okay. It's kind of it's obvious what it's about, but the movie's yeah. always making you question: Is that what it is? Because it seems so obvious, but then you start realizing this director is not playing fair. Mm. Like he's purposely, but but it's interesting because it's playing with the actual perspective in a way mm. that like most directors, you're like, what the fuck? It's like because first you think you're seeing what you're seeing, but then you're like, oh no, they're intentionally fucking with you by distorting the lens and like making you think something is bigger or smaller than it is and you're like huh that's kind of an interesting decision to make because the movie looks great it is like some real it's actually a period piece it's set in 1961 it's very low-key because this feels like some real rotten apple stuff made in 1976 Mm -hmm. obviously it was filmed in like 1976 new york so that's why it feels so grimy Mm -hmm. um but everyone's wearing like you know very clean tight 1961 clothes look amazing Really good performances from the actors. Uh, this stars one of my personal boys, Mr. Alfonso. Uh, which big I, man. Oh, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. You recall uh, my four horror crushes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember this Alfonso. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blood-sucking freaks. Alice Sweet Alice. It, uh, he's in a, a movie called Night of the Zombies that I'm not familiar with. Is this Joel Reed? Oh, it is Joel Reed. Huh. I've Maybe made... it's bad. Probably, but it's got Mr. Alfonso, so it's going on my pool list. Well, you know what you could do is also put it on your pool list. D- done. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, yeah, this movie, the first time I watched it, it wasn't at all what I was expecting. I, I kind of was expecting more of a, I guess, a slasher maybe or something like that, and it wasn't like that. It's actually very it's intentionally hard to know what's going on until you are allowed to know. 
Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's like, well, it's obvious what's going on, but then it isn't. And keep characters keep telling you it's not obvious. But you're like, well, no, it's straight. Like, we know who it is. But do you know? I'm so confused. I have no idea. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. But it's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, watch the Arrow Blu-ray of this. And it looks awesome. And uh, I, conf- I don't think you'd be a fan of this movie. Uh, it's got a, it's got a couple of, it's got a violation in it. We'll just put it yeah. that way. So I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Hey, I got a lot of particular things, dude. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm You're proud of all of them. Pre- precious little guy, <laughs> gotta protect I you. I am a precious little guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I watch snuff. I watched of the movie did. Snuff. Finally, after all these fucking years, I've never seen Snuff. I've is it worth the wait? No, this movie sucks. It real bad. It's such shit. Because uh, this movie's legendary because it's a, it's just a Manson movie for like an okay. hour and a half. That fuck, I can't remember whatever uh, his name is, M- Michael Findlay or whatever. He made this piece of crap. Findlay, yeah, who's uh the husband or ex-husband of Roberta Finlay, who, because mm. he, he made all these roughy movies back in the 60s. What kind of movies? Movies like The Touch of Her Flesh, Take Me Naked, The Curse mm. of Her Flesh, The Ultimate Degenerate, The Kiss of Her <laughs> Flesh, A Thousand Pleasures, Satan's uh-huh. Bed, starring Yoko Ono, Body of a Female, The Sin Syndicate, The Slaughter, Take My Head, and vice or versa. So it's just like different chapters of the Jared Duncan story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, snuff is just like, oh, the shits. And then it gets to the very end, which is where like the movie breaks and you're like watching like a movie outside the movie. And you're like thinking like, oh, this is the stuff I'm not supposed to be seeing. What's going on? And then they actually kill a girl, but not at all <laughs> like it's a movie but yeah it became a, a big thing because they're like this is very controversial even though like the entire movie's just like the shits it's it's terrible no no one needs to watch snuff which I've, this is all i've ever heard about it but one i own it but now i've seen it and now when some poor fool says hey jared uh you ever you ever hear about snuff and i'll go yeah, yeah i got it right here they go, you heard about this? Yeah. Did you see this one? Oh, pretty good. You hear about this one? Oh, that movie's not very good. Well, who buys this? And they go, this <gasps> guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And you know what I also watched? I watched a little movie called One Ton Baby. I've never, uh, I, I'm not familiar with this thing. Could you explain it a little bit to me? Okay. Well, no, I can't actually. I, I watched this movie. So this is kind of like a similar experience to Wrestle Massacre, where there's a lot of oh, scenes okay. of people talking. Okay. At, like ad nauseum in, in like rooms, non-professional actors, and a lot of muffly dialogue. Uh, Debbie Rochon, another uh, like big horror girl. She's in mm-hmm. everything. She's in all the Lloyd Kaufman movies. What is she in? Two hundred and fifty seven film credits. Yeah. She That's a lot of movies, Jerry. She, she's in a fucking lot of movies. Uh, mm-hmm. probably like maybe less than ten percent of them are worth watching. But she's part she's cornered a market. 
Hmm. She's uh, she, she has a good attitude, great looking, and she's like basically found a niche in her uh, in being like in wonton baby, I guess. <sighs> uh, Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface originally, mm-hmm. he's in this as a psychiatrist. So let me like try to even remember what happens in this movie. Uh, there's a flash. The movie opens up in 1976. Elvis. Or something like that. Yeah, it's Elvis goes to a Chinese food restaurant that's like Madame Wonton. And of course, they're like, where's Lady Wonton? And you're like, and then it's like, there's a Chinese woman. Oh, you're Lady Wonton. No, I'm not Lady Wonton. That kind of shit. What what did she say? Like, you heard it. Okay. And then, of course, you find out, what? (laughs) Madame Wonton? It's Debbie Rochon. She's a white woman. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, uh, nine times out of ten, that's what happens. Yeah. So she winds up having a child with Elvis because it's like also like a massage parlor, whorehouse, where you you can also get some like ginger beef. (laughs) Tell me more. And then it jumps ahead. And so she's got a daughter who talks like this but it's a white girl and it's like the whole movie she she talks in pigeon speak and then she's got a brother who's actually asian and he talks normal okay normal not in aha it's something okay yeah that sounds fun right yeah and uh so she's pregnant with yeah, like tell me more. a mutant with a tentacle. Is it a wonton baby? It is like, mean? it's a Cabbage Patch doll with a wig. It's like an Elvis wig, I think. And it talks. And the way it talks is like, I'm kill you. I'm doing this. It's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's what's wanton baby. It's it, you, sure it is. You get what you pay for. Of course it's wanton baby. Yeah. I'm glad you watched this. Uh, I know you were really interested. No, nope. I'm sure uh, that corpse would approve. I mean, I think he would. No, I, th- I think so. I think so. He's a wanton baby. You're a wanton baby. Like, like everybody's a wanton baby, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I I think so. I feel you. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see here. Okay, I should probably should just mention I also watched <clears throat> Gore Horror. Okay, that you sounds know, like a good pick. You know about this? You know about Gore Horror? Haven't heard about it yet. Okay, so this is a a, a shot on video horror film from 1994. Okay. It is about a experiment that Mm -hmm. basically, what is it? She dies. A a, a doctor's girlfriend that he experimented on, putting injections inside of her via like a dildo Um, with fluids. Excuse me. She comes back and wants to kill the living. And like she bites off dicks, like immediately, like the, the first scene of the movie, she's biting off a guy's dick. Is that good? 
it's pretty cool, I guess. She has a little, okay. she does a strip tease first. Uh, there's a private investigator trying to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> does she crack the case or what? Well, does he crack the case? Um, does he crack the case? He does. What? He does. But not before yeah. like uh, bad things befall people in his own life. How so? Well, his girlfriend dies. And then, Is that good, though? But by the end of the movie, at the very end, he has to take this like reanimator serum and inject it into okay. his own girlfriend to bring her back. Did she come back? Yes. But then we were left, but is dead better? Who are the real monsters, Jarrett? Who are the real monsters? Uh, there's. Zo- I don't think I'd like this movie. There's zombies. Do you like zombies? Sometimes. Do you like gore? Sometimes. How do you feel about horrors? Uh, which, in which sense? How do you feel about rude titties? How rude? Like rude, crude with an attitude, oh, yeah. or like a oh, different yeah. kind of. They, they, they know what they're doing. If they had a red bandana on them, I think I'd be okay with it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. only, the only way to find out is to check out gore horror for yourself. I won't, but like I. Well, I mean, like check out Hugh Gallagher's oeuvre. We've got mm-hmm. Gorotica, Gorgasm, and then Dead Silence. The James Wan film? Uh, well, actually, no, this one's from 1989. Justice is served when mass murderer Sam Mason is put to death in the electric chair. Or is it? Would-be victim Terry is still haunted by Mason and soon finds death is no deterrent for Mason's spirit as he is hell-bent on nailing the final nail in Terry's coffin. On a desperate run for her life, Mason's spirit latches onto any unsuspecting soul in order to fulfill his quest to kill Terry. She may have put him in the chair, but he will put her through hell. It's kind of like Jason goes to hell. It sounds like it. No. But is that good? And then Gorgasm. A down-and-out detective mm. tracks a woman obsessed with giving people the ultimate climax through death. Mm. Hell yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch these films, Jared. What about Gorotica? Oh, oh God, no. No way. Neil and Max are bank robbers. <laughs> Why is that your thing this month? Max swallows an expensive jewel, gets shot, and dies. Neil takes off with Max and meets Carrie the Necrophile. <laughs> That's how I would do it, too. Yeah, there'll be some doing it, all right. Jarrett. RJ. Jarrett. Mm. Uh, you tell me now about invisible men. All right. Well, I am. Uh, I think I got five left. I know. I'm probably uh, going gonna, gonna to wrap them out to you. Get uh, Invisible Man from Leigh Juanel, uh, Blumhouse meets Universal Monsters. You hear about this? You seen Me- this? Meets Upgrade. Meets Upgrade, yes. Uh, so I think we've talked about this movie a little bit. It's on Crave now, so yep. I finally gave it a watch. Uh, it is Invisible Man, but it is more a story about a abusive relationship and a woman trying to get out of that re- abusive relationship. Uh, it is kind of metaphorical invisible men in the sense of it's like those things haunt you forever, but it is also literal, actual invisible men because he is a literal, actual invisible man. 
how does that sit with you, Jarrett? Is it good? Does it work? It is. It is. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so I do think that um, I remember there were some questions brought up about uh, the use of technology in this film. Um, so in the original Invisible Man, he injects it. He has an injection that changes his body. In this Invisible Man, he is like they. I think they describe him as a optics, a world leader in optics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think what would have been better actually would have been if they described him as a physicist, because I think that actually works better. Like, so he has a camera suit and I don't think that that's a, uh, I don't think that's a spoiler. Well, I, think we, we, I think we've it. talked about it on the podcast. Cause yeah, I was you like, see it in the first mm, 10 minutes. Yeah. And then like you see it and then it doesn't get explained until like two hours in or something like that. But it's like, you know what it is going into it. Uh, I don't have a problem with that because I do, for the Invisible Man franchise, I think their basis in like how they try to make it actual sciences, I kind of I kind of dig it. And even though the camera things is like it's like a little silly, it's like it's not the it's not that far out. Um, I just think they should have spun it a little different. Where I think it should have been like I think he should have been a physicist and not an optics guy because I think it would have been more believable. But that's just my that's just my thoughts on that. But uh, I it doesn't bother me that much, the camera suit. Um, and uh, I do think they do some fun stuff with it. Uh, but um, no, I, I liked it, man. I thought it was good. I think it's definitely worth watching. But I am also a Leigh Winnell min. Uh, big fan of Upgrade, as I know you know. Um, and I think it's got, it's got some stuff in there. Uh, I'm actually, I'm not a huge Elizabeth Moss fan i i didn't really watch mad men as much as everyone else so like i don't really know her deal i just know her from us which i didn't like too much but um i don't really know her deal that's, she's good in that's this. all you know her from well no i've seen eight movies of her oh, sad. so i've seen some other ones but uh, and i have i think i watched seasons one and two of mad men and then i just stopped i it's kind of like i'm bored of this show <laughs> Which I know people will probably hate me for, but I don't care. I don't think any. Um, no, no one. Ha- there's no more Mad Men fans. Those they've all moved good. on to the next show. They're all about good. Queen's Gambit now. Oh God, yeah. Well, uh, she she is fine in this, but you know who I really liked was this guy named Aldous Hodge. Uh, he's like a guy that she stays with. I thought he was good, and he is extremely physically fit, Jarrett. Oh man, RJ, I talking can't... extreme abs. Man, can, you ever I, seen abs? I can feel your attraction emanating uh, through the sound waves. But anyway, are, are you going to be uh, checking? Are you going to be checking out hidden figures and straight out of Compton now? Maybe, uh, maybe get a peek at those abs once more. I have wanted to watch Straight Out of RJ, Compton, but were you uh, aware that Aldous Hodge was in Edmund? Uh, who is he in Edmund? I don't fucking know. Hmm. He's in Let's there see. somewhere. He's in oh, he's in Big Mama's house. The Lady Killers Die Hard with a Vengeance. He's in a episode of Black Mirror I haven't seen. Yeah, he's he's good. Oh fuck! And, actually, and he's in a Good Day to Die Hard. So he's in two Die Hard movies. What the? He's hell? very fit, Jared. Jack he's Reacher very... never go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, thinking about it now, I'm uh, underselling Elizabeth Moss a little bit. She she's she's very good in this. Like she's got a pretty good performance. She's real scared all the time oh, and it's yeah. believable. 
Comes with the territory. Yeah, but no, I I liked it, man. I thought it was good. I um, I think it's too bad that it hit the at the time it did, like just when things were falling apart, kind of. But uh, I mean, in terms of 2020 releases, it's at the top of my list. God damn. I've I've mean yeah. I've heard some people say Invisible Man could be up for an Oscar because there are no movies. Well, what is it going to be? Invisible Man versus Tenant, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Uh, and then I watched a movie that I do not understand, uh, <laughs> called The Reflecting Skin. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, oh, RJ, how I, how I, you wanted to borrow it or you wanted to see it? I made it happen. And I was this like, thing has huh. a, a super high rating among people that I follow. Yep. Um, and not that I really give a shit about ratings anymore. I don't. But I've heard this movie being talked about a lot as this like this pristine, like prestige format, artisanal film craft movie, uh, like elevated horror. I think you pointed out. Well, all all these things that well, ironically, facetiously. In um all these things i was like i'll check out reflecting skin i was like i've heard of vigo mortensen i like him i threw this on and i honestly i i don't get it at all and i i really don't understand why how this movie got away with what it did where it's like <laughs> this is this is a like this is a shit ass b movie but it's like ooh, look at these wheat fields and it was filmed around here. It was filmed in Calgary, um, like just out in the land, probably between Creepsville and Calgary. And uh, like, I think it's got nice shots of fields. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like this movie is ridiculous. And it is. Gen- Why not- you make it sound like it's a bad thing that it's ridiculous. Uh, well, I think it's I think this kind of fits in. What did you call Big Fish one time? Like, like- ma- magic realism? Yeah, I think this fits in that into that category. A yeah, bit. I mean, yeah, it's got that. It's like a Guillermo. This would be one yeah. of Guillermo's favorite movies. It, Probably. Yeah, yeah. It, there's like this is a niche of like, yeah. I'm trying to think of there's there's a there's a several movies that I would throw onto this list. Like Lighthouse is one of them. Mm. Uh, there's Lady in White. Uh, there's this really good one. It's Italian. It's like arcane, something like that. I'd have to double check what it is. But yeah, it kind of fits into this. Like before we came into the elevated horror era that we live (laughs) in now where everything's like whatever you want to call like slow (laughs) and protracted, prolonged Mm -hmm. uh, action. There was this stuff coming out in like the late 80s, early 90s where it's like these are like art house movies with horrific elements to them. Yeah. Yeah, and like it, it's definitely that, but uh, I I do honest, I think this movie is ridiculous. Like some of the stuff that happens in it, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like oh, the, the obvious mo- one, the movie I'm thinking of was Arcane Sorcerer, aka L'Arcano Encantore, by director Pupi Avati. Who? Pupi. Who Pupi? Pupi. Okay. Pupi. Okay. Like puppy. Like maybe maybe his parents puppy puppy Avati, could have been could have been like Poppy, um, but puppy. <laughs> yeah, I, which I, I um, which I also gave only three stars to, much like huh. reflective skin. I, 
I don't know. I I legitimately don't get this one. I uh It's a Stephen King novel, RJ. It's got it's got it's got sure it's got it's got greaser kids menacingly driving books. around. Driving around abducting the, kids. Yeah, and then you never see them again. They're driving around abducting kids. You have this lady who's like <sighs> freaking everyone out. You got like Vigo Mortensen who is like a stand-in for HIV. I think is like the metaphor there. It's like, cause the little kid thinks he's being vampire vampirized, but it's like, I think he has AIDS is what they're going for. I could be way off on that, but that's kind of how it seemed to me. Well, um, that this, cause like the era definitely predates that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is then because it's like he starts out normal and then he's, pre- I guess maybe it is just vampirism. And I'm, I'm so used to those two things getting like, chunked together as a theme that that's where my mind went with it um i don't know dude i don't understand this movie like i don't understand this movie at all and that doesn't mean i don't know what what the story is i do i get what it's trying to say it's just i don't get it like i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go uh go up to bat against people who who are big reflecting skin enthusiasts it's just i think I people I, I think people, i think people are like the idea of the movie yeah quite a bit i uh, just because I, it is fairly uh, unique but uh yeah i mean I, i'm not going to i don't like, like the elements in it the what what is it? can you say that again please the elements i don't like the elements can, in can, it. can you unpack that I don't like that there's this weird mutant fetus that gets dragged around as an angel. I don't like that they're blowing up frogs. I don't like that the the fake cynicalism of like uh, people like lighting themselves on fire. Like it's just it all seems so artificial to me. It really does. Like I I don't understand this movie at all. I was watching it and I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was I, I like this movie actively made me mad a little bit. I was like, what is this? And like, so I don't blame you for this because I asked for it. But um, I don't know, dude. Like, uh, it's like I said, if people like it, that's fine. I don't I don't care if you like it or not. It's just I do. I do not think it's a good movie. <laughs> well, so. I, I see a recent review of Reflecting Skin here. Half a star. Ooh. Quite possibly the worst film I've ever seen. If this is an undiscovered gem, then it needs to be un or re undiscovered as soon as is as is humanly possible. Everything, and I mean everything about this film is bad. And just in case I'm not being one hundred percent clear, I really, really, really fucking hate this piece of shit film. Was that from me? That's a uh, Patrick. Okay. Uh I and think then, I... someone else here wrote I cannot give this film a rating because I went into it thinking it was a literal vampire movie. What is it supposed to be? Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like if Vigo is not getting vampirized, what's happening to him? What is the angel fetus? These takes are too metaphors. Whatever your take was, was too hot for recording. Too, too many metaphors. Is what I'm saying. But yeah, I think my internet is getting spotty, but uh, I just really hope you understand that I, I don't understand this movie. That's okay. But did and you, like but, said, but did you understand whatever. Mausoleum? Hell yeah, man. Mausoleum is awesome. <laughs> uh, I really like Mausoleum. Yeah. Mausoleum what? was a, a great discovery 
that I made mm-hmm. on the internet whenever it was. Because this was like, I watched this in my like, office at work like three years ago. The amazing thing is that I watched this movie and then I went on to the Creeps Instagram and it was like, it's like memory from three years ago. And it was, you posted a picture from this movie. So we just, like, I didn't see that before. We just, by chance, watched it on both on October 26th, three years apart. Mm-hmm. Just by chance. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Um, yeah, Mausoleum's awesome. I, re- <laughs> I really like it. Uh, I like kind of like, I like how the whole story plays out. Jeez, uh, it's um, it's a little like it's not like a solid five star no, film or no. anything like that, but it's very entertaining. Yes, and uh, the big the big standout for me was Elsie, the uh, like the housekeeper, the maid. She is so funny because she like sees all the weird stuff going on, and she's like, did "There's you, some weird shit did, going did, on." Did, did you see my review? I don't know if you read my uh, review. No, I where don't I, know. Well, where I basically mentioned how like this movie's got the bit from Eddie Murphy and Raw, like his comedy special, yeah. where it talks about like black people in a haunted house, and it's just like, yeah. what the fuck is this shit? And like, it's like this movie did this before that bit, and you're like, yeah, like what's up with that? <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because they're like, yeah, they they got no time for this. Like it's like no, this is bad, and it's like, so that's, yeah. That character is really good. And I think I I pitched Mausoleum to you when I watched this. It's like, this is everything I want in, like, Creeptober is, like, to come across a movie like this. Yeah. Like, this is, like, every time you watch, like, a movie like this that has, like, a poster like this, you hope it's, Mm -hmm. like, Mausoleum. And, like, nine times out of ten, they're definitely, like, not. They're, like, Mm Hack-O-Lantern. But, uh, yeah, very, Mausoleum was a rare treat. And yeah. and now available RJ from our good friends at Vinegar Syndrome, and Shutter, yeah, and them too, and them too. No, I I agree with you completely. I didn't realize the Eddie Murphy thing, but uh, yeah, her her approach to that is super funny. And then she just gets out of there. She's like, "Fuck this shit." She's like, "Great, googly moogly," and uh, oh, she says. She she has a line. She's like, I I don't drink now that I've found Christ. But she drinks. She's like, there's some weird shit going on in here. And I'm like, I get you, girl. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely it is one of those rare finds. I think where it's just like, yeah, it's like this is what I want. Like the colors, the the sound, the story is pretty well enough there. But then you also have like groundskeepers that are just like scratching their tummies, like looking in windows and stuff, and like really. The one of the best scenes is when you see the the groundskeeper's day, like he he he's like oh, kind he... of sexually aggressive with the lady, and then she like denies him. He's like, all right, so he goes and chops some wood. He goes and has lunch. You see him sharpening a blade for a while. You see him take a nap on the dock for a little bit. And this is like, it's a long sequence, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's it's really it fits. It's good. Yeah, mausoleum is um. Mausoleum's good. I, I like Mausoleum. It's good stuff. And good. there's a weird like body faces and stuff like that. It's good stuff. Mausoleum's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna blast through a few and then I'll hand it back to okay. you for your last three. Uh, I watched okay. a, another shot on video movie called Savage Harvest. This okay. is a red exploitation movie crossed oh. with demons in oh. the woods, and it's not very good. And then I watched, oh. I watched Lunatic from 1991. Uh, this is a ghoul movie. This is like mm-hmm. almost like it's like really low budget, low run Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm. 
Uh, it might have even probably been inspi- the inspiration Henry Portrait of Serial Killer for Lunatic, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Henry Henry would have been seeing then Lunatic's like, I want to do that. Because, yeah, there's some, like, pretty sketchy home invasion stuff in this that is mm-hmm. kind of undermined by some fucking hilariously bad acting. And then it turns mm-hmm. into almost like a comedy, like a but like a dark comedy ish. But and then it kind of just loses its way for a while. But yeah, it is pretty well like fifth, you know, God, Z grade. Uh, Z grades maybe a little harsh, but yeah, it's low grade Henry of a portrait, Henry portrait of a serial killer. But the first, I got you. The, the first kill of this though is like it's like some Gold State Killer stuff, where a guy gets just like this, like the 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 killer just charges into the house, starts just punching people out in the face, pu- pu- punches the guy in the face, handcuffs hmm. him to the like door and then he proceeds to rape his wife in front of him and he's like no don't do that no no and it's like uh and then slices then he slashes her throat and then no don't oh god oh god she's you're like well fuck this is like i mean if you took that that out of it the way it's just shot and the feeling of it you're just like god damn and then he then the guy goes into the kitchen and he comes out with like a pair of like scissors and he proceeds to cut off the guy's nose. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, God damn it. Like, what's up with this? And then like, it's mm. like, it's a sequence of this guy just like killing people until he goes into a house. Cause oh yeah, the, the version of this I was watching was so washed out. Like it was like a sixth generation VHS rip. Like you can't see anything, like anything involving like white has just completely become pure white. So he's, he's looking at newspaper headlines and you can't read them. But then he meets a girl who's also a serial killer, and then they team up and kill some people together. And then eventually she meets her he meets her brother, and all it all falls apart, and then he gets electrocuted. The end. It's good time. Good this, time. This sounds horrible. <laughs> horrible for me personally. Yes, this is not a fun shot on video film. No. No, it does not sound like it. No, I, I'll tell. I'll tell you when there's something for you, RJ. Okay. Yeah. Don't I you don't, that. don't you don't you worry. I'm just talking yeah. about things. And then right. I re, I rewatched Ringu, the Ring. Oh yeah. The OG. Well, not even the original because there was like a TV miniseries that existed. Oh, weird. Yeah. The yeah they they made a lot of Ringu things. It's all very yeah. confusing. So I I hadn't seen the the this movie for a long time and when i first watched mm. it i thought it was amazing one of the one of the yeah. best of the j-horror things uh re-watching it it's like it's so well made uh there's mm. not much of a story though and this is a, mo- a movie that like people really 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 like i even like mm-hmm. i think i was looking back at my old like top horror movie list and i had this on there even though i hadn't seen it forever and watching it again like it looks great the atmosphere is fantastic um it feels like such a real movie. It feels completely unlike horror movies do, but maybe like from the time I watched this movie back in the early two thousands and watching like, you know, I know what you did last summer, uh, or scream like American yeah. horror movies, watching Ringu was like, Holy shit, this is inc- amazing. And now realizing, Oh, there's all these other movies that exist. And then coming mm-hmm. back to watch this and be like, this is good, but it's not like yeah. this like masterpiece. I don't think that people talk about cause there's not enough there. And then I watched the sequel that because there was actually a sequel in between this because they tried to capitalize on it by doing a real quick version uh, called Spiral. 
Mm. that like I think is universally regarded as absolutely crap and no one should watch it. It is included on the Blu-ray for Ringu 2. Uh, so I watched Ringu 2, which I had never seen before, and it is a direct sequel to the original uh, with the surviving characters, actors all coming back. And this movie just... Ugh, it just tries to explain everything and forgets to be a mm. horror. And it just forgets to be a horror movie. So that's too bad. And you I, don't want like that. Like in my review mentioning, like this is kind of what I imagine an it follows two would be like, where it's like, I don't oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, this seems like a really bad idea. Cause it's just going to like, it's everything that was great about it follows will be lost. If you try to make a second one, it wouldn't make any sense to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because isn't that what that guy said for It Follows? He's like, we're going to look at what the monster thinks. Yep. And it was like, it's like, no, don't, please. We're going to go back into the history of it. It's like, no, no. Like, no. I, I don't want that. This is not good. Um, mm-hmm. This is like horror adjacent. I checked out this fairly short film called, it's it's feature length, but it's called mm-hmm. Muscle, RJ. What kind of muscle? Body muscle, man muscles, ab, abs, traps. Uh, quad, well, I like abs. Quads. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, you like that. You like that talk. So this is a Japanese. Yeah, this is a Japanese movie by okay. one of those transgressive type of uh, filmmakers. And do you know what this is about, RJ? This nope. is kind of a movie about body worship homoeroticism and Pasolini fandom as this wow. guy, as the main character in this really wants to watch Salo aka Salo is that what the whole movie is about is that it's a guy no, who wants to watch Salo that's part of it so what happens is this guy he works for a muscle magazine he gets sent out on uh, assignment to go to a like muscle man contest bodybuilder contest and he just falls in love with a man that's like competing and they start having a relationship and it turns out that guy is into some dark sadomasochistic stuff uh lots of night some knife play and biting and stuff like that uh -hmm. and like it turns it very abusive really quickly this is all like done very like rapidly and then Mm -hmm. to basically get out of this relationship uh he uh our protagonist takes a samurai sword and cuts off the arm of this man. He goes to jail for this and he gets out. Mm-hmm. And but of course, ever since he like got to, he went to jail and now that he's got out, all he's been doing is thinking about this guy. He can't get him out of his mind. He misses it. He misses the pain. He misses it. And he he's like starts like having this like thing where he's trying to find this guy and he's asking around for a one-armed man. Uh, and at the same time, he also is working at a revival theater, and mm-hmm. where they're doing a Pasolini like revival thing, watching oh, Pasolini movies. But he really wants to watch Salo, but he missed his opportunity to watch it because he was in jail when it played in Japan. And now he's really trying to watch a copy. He has a friend in Italy that hooks him up with a like PAL VHS, but he, now he has to find a way to get it converted to NTSC. And uh, but it's like, but they, it's really difficult to because. Um, it hasn't been certified in Japan, so no company will do it. That's legitimate. It's all very sad. Some like some gay hustler that he talks to uh, at, at the docks. He takes his tape and smashes it. Which, of course, the only sane thing you do when someone smashes your tape is you kill them. Of course, mm. 
But the whole movie is just like, he's looking for this man. He just can't get him out of his mind. That's all he wants. And then it just takes a darker and darker turn. And then, and then, but then they find, they do find love and an understanding through further mutilation. Um, this sounds like a real Jarrett pick. Absolutely. Uh, so and you he, got some enjoyment he, out of this? I did. It's like, it's okay. so, it's so well made. Like this is like a great, okay. this is a greatly made movie, but again, not an RJ pick. Um, they never are. No, this like so the guy uh so Hisasu Sato, he is a pinku filmmaker whose titles oh, yeah. include Splatter Naked Blood. Uh Lo- okay. my favorite RJ. And you might want to put this on your list for next year. Uh Lolita Vibrator Torture from 1987. Yeah, that totally sounds like a movie I'd be into. Uh I mean then we got Survey Map of a Paradise Lost. Love mm-hmm. minus zero equals infinity. Uh, bo- bo- bond, bond, bo- bondage, ecstasy. How, how, Love minus zero equals. It equals infinity. Yes. It sounds like Lionel Hutz, Zap Brannigan, like like fusion somehow. How about okay? How about can I sell you on pleasure kill? Depends on what kind. How about brain sex? Yeah, I would watch that one. Um, how about uh, that one's pretty? That's pretty. Ooh, that's a nice. Ooh, the fetist. Just <laughs> it's got a pretty evocative poster. So it's got that really great. Uh, I don't know what you would call eighties Asian photography look that you see in like magazines and stuff like that. Really nice. But it's movies from nineteen ninety eight. That seems way later than that photo style. Ooh, baby, Bondage Ecstasy looks pretty fucking cool, RJ. I think this is on the gay mm. pinku style, though. I'm not sure how you're if you're if you're down with that. Ooh, celluloid well, the nightmares. Title stands out for a few reasons. Ooh, the the bedroom from 1992. It's got like someone wearing a gas mask, leather gloves. They're snuggling up to someone's torso, holding their butt. Not too bad. Not too bad. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Not Are you too- gonna check these out this week? No, not not this not this time. But hey, November, right? I guess if you want, you <clears> can <throat> go into overtime. Uh, I checked out a documentary, RJ, called Executions. Was it good? It's 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 about it's just showing like footage of people being executed all across the world. But it is Jared. damning of the practice of capital punishment. And oh yeah. Whole I mean I've seen I've seen people being executed before. What? It's Why? Like, it's just like in documentaries it pops up. We we've seen like Night and Fog, you've seen Holocaust footage and stuff like that. You've seen uh, we've yes. seen you've seen some dark shit. But this is all about execution. But like it's actually not it doesn't have as much footage as I thought it would have. Uh, there's a lot of explanation, a lot of like Nazis, because that's the one thing a lot of people have talked about is Nazis. They're they're so bad. Um, that's just, so. There's a lot of that, and it's like kind of a jumble of like how the order is. But fuck me, the last five minutes of this goddamn thing, whoo! You get to see a man's face get shot, and good god, oh, oh yeah, that that I was like shit. <laughs> And I, I actually said out loud, oh, fuck. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, god damn you executions from 1995. And RJ, this is on YouTube. <laughs> you can, oh, 
<laughs> well, I was going to say you did it to yourself, but uh, YouTube? YouTube. On. Yeah, that's that's on me. That's on me. Uh, and they take our videos down. Okay. Yeah, go for, RJ, go for it. You wrap up your last uh, three pictures, and then I've got a few more. Then, then we're good. We're good. Well, I might say something that shocks you. I only have two pictures left. Oh, right. We talked about host. Host. Although, I will say, I, I did try to watch The Barn the other night, mm-hmm. and it turns out that I was watching the wrong The Barn. Oh, no. <laughs> so, not... But it uh, uh, apparently, it was still a horror film. It was just a f- couple years later, and it was really weird. It was like... <laughs> So the barn I was trying to watch was like a, about mutants in a barn. The barn I got, I, I watched like 10 minutes of it. And I was like, I don't think this is the right movie. <laughs> uh, but it, like, like, if you read the two descriptions, you'll be like, okay. So I started watching it and then it started with nine 11 footage. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, the wait wrong barn. <laughs> So the barn I thought I was watching was from 2016, and I think the barn I got was from 2018. Yeah, Matt Bureau as opposed to uh, Justin Seaman. Yeah. So I was I was I was like watching it, and it was like 9/11, and then it was something about like zombies or some shit, and I was oh, just like, "Fuck, this looks so was, good." Oh. Yeah, I I think I might finish that one. No. <laughs> instead. It's still a horror movie, so I was like, because this barn isn't. I thought this was on Tubi, but it's not. It's the other uh, barn. This okay. barn's on Prime. So, oh man, I really fucked up. Okay, so the, the my my review here, my review a review here, fascinatingly terrible French film pretending to be American, set in a world where there was a zombie outbreak post nine eleven that was contained, but the story is at least half a serial killer who done it. Yeah, that sounds like what the movie I was watching. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like a serial killer, and I was just like, I was like, what? I was like, I thought this movie was about fucking mutants. Like, what is this? So uh, I goofed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You played yourself. Happened. I played myself, but whatever, you know. Uh, I followed that up with, because uh, I was sick of uh, myself, I watched Blood of the Werewolf. <sighs> Which is a shot on video uh, uh, film. See, I, 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 I would have to watch to confirm this because Holly Horror says it's a shot. Uh, okay. Sov Horror. Okay, so she, she'll. Do you no, trust she, her? Uh, more than more. Yeah, I would trust her more than me. Yeah. Uh, so this was um, it's like a shot on video, a little werewolf thing. It's a, uh, it's an anthology. First one is like very christian people who want to keep uh it's like a grandma who's keeping her daughter away from people and they all think it's weird but it's like hey guess what werewolf uh and then it's a story about two ladies that are in love and then the one lady is part of a wolf pack and she's trying to convince her pack to bring in this girl okay and then the uh third story is uh the the most dangerous game uh, meets dog soldiers so it's oh. it's like hunt it's werewolf people hunting men and that's like the big hook at the end it's like a guy running away for 10 minutes and then at the end it's dog soldiers and you're like all right uh this movie's it's not good jared yeah but <laughs> again i was i i was doing i was kind of like working on my computer while i was watching this and i didn't feel like it was a waste of time and I feel like that's my biggest seal of approval for some Creeptober films is for that absolutely. I, 
I didn't feel like my time was wasted, even though it's like this is a very, very low and movie like one of those last ones hey, i was talking about uh, hey i'm a i'm a proponent of camp blood movies so you might get something out of this like it's not um what was the other one i was talking about that was a low end i can't even remember now um it's not the, that the starship terror oh yeah star uh spaceship terror yeah, is better yeah. than blood of the werewolf for sure okay. for sure but uh it's all right it's all right and then i watched a Jarrett pick mm-hmm. uh dom uh, which uh, I believe the reason I watched this was because you were saying that this was one of the movies that made you uncomfortable. Yep. And I think this is a fitting way to end because when watching this film, Jared, at a certain time, I kind of just, I kind of stopped watching and I just looked into the distance. <laughs> and I honestly, I genuinely had a thought to myself. I was kind of like, what am I doing? <laughs> just in, in not just in this life, but in general, in movies in in life i was like where what where where am i in my life you know uh so this movie is it's definitely upsetting and hard to watch (laughs) it is super uncomfortable oh yeah it is uh in that sense it is a very effective horror film uh i don't even know what to say about this movie other than it it did genuinely make me uncomfortable and there were a few scenes where i was like i don't even want to watch this (laughs) when i like i said when i watched this movie i had to like hit pause and like walk away for a little bit and do so like oh oh my god and then go back to it and be like oh fuck (laughs) it's just such long long lingering scenes Mm -hmm. of this lady doing her thing and uh what what do you mean what does doing her thing consist of rj do you want me to say yes well i mean because the audience doesn't know about don's mapu directed Uh, directed directed and starring and i'm assuming written by one marina de vaughn uh well yeah so like I think she does a really good job as an actress. And I do think the movie, it's like, it is a, it's a well, it's, it's a good horror film. It's just like, it, it well, did make me super uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it's like, a which, real, it, which is the point. It's it's like a real movie. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like a horror movie. It's kind of like, oh, you're watching like a, a drama. And, but it's like, what, what kind of, what's the drama about? And it's like, it's a ridiculous premise ultimately. Yeah. But it's like done it completely is. seriously and realistically, I guess, like to a point where it's like, oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually, where it's it, it's ridiculous, but it's played very straight. So it uh, it comes off genuine in that sense. It's a lady. She's got a life. She's got a boyfriend. She's got a job. None of that really matters <laughs> because once things started getting like really into it, that was all that I that's all I took away from this film was the gnarly scenes. So uh She's a lady. You get like lots of other character moments in her life. But then what it comes down to is it starts small and then it gets bigger. She's into self-mutilation and then not just self-mutilation, but uh, self-cannibalism. Mm-hmm. So she's self-mutilating and while, cannibalizing while, while, herself. While working at a public relations company. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So in her in her <laughs> off time, you know how like you and me like to relax? Yeah, this is her form of relaxation, and uh, it is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and it, I do think it's like 
it's not like it's just the extent of the scenes how long they play out for you just see her she's just kind of slicing off a piece yeah. And then she's just kind of hanging out. And then she has, and then, the and then, then there's people coming over and she's like yeah. bleeding through her clothes. And it's kind of like bleeding through. No. Yeah. So uh, that's, it is. Yeah. It's a very upsetting movie. The only, the only gripe I have against it, because it's like, I don't think there's anything like I can say for or against it. Other than if you're looking for something to make you uncomfortable, this is the, uh, there's that scene where those guys try to throw her in the pool and you're just like, who is this like roving gang of rapists that just like attack like a lady they don't know? Like, I don't know if you even remember that scene, but they like they like try to get her and they try to throw her in the pool. And then one guy notices that she's bleeding. And so they're like, oh, he's like, maybe we should stop. But it's like they, they didn't even know who she was. They were just trying to grab her. And I was just like, what's up with these? Uh... It's like, what is this, an Italian movie? Like, what's going on here? Well, it is Europe. It is Europe. But yeah, this movie is very, very upsetting. And uh, I've seen it now. You, so. you did it. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Was it. As, as advertised. It was. It was as advertised. Because this, hey, this, this, this is Jarrett saying, yeah, this movie made me go, oh. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's people always ask. It's like, what well, movies scare you? And it's like, it's not scary, but this movie will make you very uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the only way I can think of it because I can't think of movies that like scare me, <laughs> like where yeah. I'm like, oh, and, <laughs> like but I think, there's I think movies that make is, me go, oh fuck. Yeah, I think this is more to that, anyways, though, because it's like it, it's not scary. It's just, but it's like you're gonna feel this fucking movie when you're when you're watching it mm-hmm. if you finish it too like i think that's that's a mark on its own it's like if you actually finish this movie is uh a different story altogether well you betcha but yeah uh horrifying and uh Fun. that's all i've watched um so maybe i'll try to watch the right barn uh for next week nice. but maybe i won't and it'll be Cass- and, it'll, and it'll be Cassavetti's week yeah so we could part three he fits in with the with the barn the barn the barn um very quickly so what about you did you watch any movies very quickly i watched yeah. the unborn franchise parts one oh, and two not bad not bad rj mm. but you know what i'm a i'm a fan of the monster baby did you figure out why we had this movie in our watch list no idea why we both had the unborn two in our list i, I just, maybe it's something to do with shockwaves Maybe like something, somebody mentioned it and they might've pitched it in a way where we're like, hell yeah. But I don't know. I have no idea. Like nothing about Rick Jacobson, the director makes me go, yeah, that sounds like my speed. It's all these like fucking Michael Dudikoff action movies, full contact. Others, I can almost see his balls. Bitch slap he directed. Like none of this Mm -hmm. is going to fucking sell me on anything. So like I don't know. Oh, I, but you know what's cool? Of cool, the first Unborn. You know, uh, you know who the cinematographer on that was uh, Wally Fister. Wally Fister. Are you are you serious? Uh, I am hundred percent. Yes, this is his first job. I, I, it was his first. I, I didn't. It, it was his first job. <laughs> I I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't look that up. But when you said cinematographer, it was the first name that popped in my mind yeah. because it's, you know. Christopher Nolan's new bud. Yep. So I was and, like, uh, and so, and the unborn uh, was directed huh. by Rodman Flender, whose other works include Ooh. Leprechaun Two and a little movie RJ called Idle Hands. 
when are you going to watch Idle Hands is the re- real question. Rewatch Idle Hands. When are you going to rewatch Idle Hands? Not any not anytime soon. Well, that's it's a prestige film, but uh, you know, continue on okay. about the Unborn. So Unborn uh the, the first one stars oh what's her name Brooke Adams super okay. charming lady uh, mm-hmm. she her husband is, has got one of those stupid 80s beards that like all bad mm-hmm. guys have but he's not even like that bad of a guy but maybe he is he's because they're all pieces of shit at the end of the day aren't they uh, James yep. Cameron plays Dr. Richard Meyerling you'll recognize him from Return of the Living Dead he's one of the goofball mm-hmm. old guys in that uh, and this guy basically is trying to make genetically superior babies without these sure. women knowing it using in vitro. Uh. And of course there's a lot of talk, you know, he's part of the human genome project. <laughs> Aren't they all? And that's what yeah. they, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so there's like the opening scene is like a woman being like, Oh, I think that I'm having the bait. Oh, oh God, I'm going into convulsions. And then like her, her stomach just splits open and it cuts away. And then it's like the unborn. Um, and then mm. we we cut to another woman. who's like, she gets the, she gets the procedure done. She's coming along. She goes to like, you know, class, the breathing classes and stuff like that meets a woman that's got a bit of an attitude and hates this like touchy feely lady stuff. Cause she's like, I, mm. I have no time mm-hmm. for that crap. You, you stupid feminists, they basically are saying in this whole Whoa. bit. Yeah, but it turns out they're all, of course, it turns out they are evil. Evil, well, e- aren't they e- always evil feminists? And yeah. it's like, yeah, so you gotta be, you gotta have, be able to handle your own shit. I agree. W- women shouldn't be in it together. <laughs> I, I, fucking, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. So anyway, well, well. well there's a, I mean, wit, and that's Kathy Griffin. Who plays one of those ladies and Wendy Hammers hell of a name right there Wendy Hammers that is a good name I yeah. like that so yeah uh, it's all about a woman who needs to get an she needs to get an abortion and mm-hmm. she, she happens to find a guy who's doing abortions in a back alley is he good though it doesn't take you yeah, know that happens it's bad business uh, unborn 2 has nothing to do with the previous one, uh, except that this movie is like goes like kind of like the the, the zanier route, where there mm. is a woman who was part of this original plot to create super babies, mm-hmm. and now she's going around wearing Terminator sunglasses and just fucking killing babies, and it's wicked. Yeah. There's a scene. There's a shootout in a like wherever the you know in the hospital where they keep the newborns. Mm-hmm. There's a shootout there. This is after she shot a baby in the head, like a newborn mm-hmm. infant. She shoots this baby in the head and then like there's a shootout and then she gets away. And then we get a scene where like the camera shows you like a baby with its head blown off in the little like thing, the little like gla- clear glass thing. And you're like, mm-hmm. what is this movie? And it's like, oh my god, they killed a baby. And it's like, this is <laughs> like it doesn't handle it anyway. Where this is so supposed to be disturbing. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, dead babies. <laughs> and she's and she kills a bunch of dead babies. But now she's got a target on our protagonist, who's got a monster baby that is like like an, again an evil cabbage patch baby. Hmm. And, it, and it's like, mommy. And it eats it eats people. It's got a it's got a hunger and a taste for blood and mayhem mm-hmm. good times i feel like this could also be the jared duncan story 
A biopic. A biopic. But who's who? Am I having a monster baby or am I the monster baby? Yes. That's a great idea for a podcast. Monster baby podcast. And it has nothing to do with anything in particular. It's just called Monster Baby. I I mean, I think that's a really good band name. But uh, I, I don't ever want to hear the the phrase, that's a great idea for a podcast ever out of you again. Podcast baby? Yeah, well, just that's a great idea for a podcast. We no. already do that. We don't need any more. Um, and then, yeah, so Unborn Movies, worth a watch. Good time. Cool. Good times to be had. I checked out Killdozer, uh, you know, thinking, hey, I've had a pretty good streak of these inanimate killer object movies. How about Killdozer? Not so great. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like, it should be better, but it doesn't, it's just like four guys getting picked off one by one by a killing dozer, but it is kind of an alien movie, kind of, a a meteorite crashes and then it's just in the ground and then this uh, bulldozer kind of like bumps into it and then this like mysterious Star Trek glow transfers from the meteor into the, the blade of the bulldozer. And that, that then, it, and then it completely possesses it and can operate it, and it goes after them on an yeah. island off the coast of Africa or some shit. When it's clearly just like rural California, like all great made-for-TV movies. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it sounds alright. They so, can't all be winners. It's a matinee movie. That's that's mm-hmm. about all I can say about it. It's harmless, but it's just there. And I wrap things up well for this Ghoul School year uh, with some Toby Hooper. And rewatching the movie Funhouse that I have not seen in a really, really, really long time. And is exactly like I remembered it, where it's like got this really have you seen Funhouse? I have not. I think you might like Funhouse more than a lot of not Texas Chainsaw Massacre Toby Hooper movies. It's about yeah. it's about dirty ass carnies, uh kids hanging out. Um, it's like, I guess, 80 sweat, if you want to call it that. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's got a monster and it's got like, th- there's like two sequences that are kind of back to back that are like fantastic. Like absolutely so good. Like there's the one thing I remembered mm-hmm. about Funhouse when I watched it like 15 years ago being like, that scene was so good. And watching it again, I'm like, I felt the exact same way where I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of like nothing to this movie. There's like the the kernel of this movie, like the heart of it. When you get to it, it's like so well directed. You're like, fuck, why doesn't like Toby Hooper do this more? But that wasn't, that's not how things worked out. It's just not the way his, uh, his cards were meant to be dealt. You know, he has, his themes though. He likes fathers and sons that have something wrong with them. Wrong in what way? Uh, well, there's two extremes. There's kind of the Leatherface, Leatherface wrongness. And in this, there's okay. where you're like a mutant. I, I prefer the mutant one. Uh, this, movie's, this movie's got some um, mutant cows. Legit mutant cows. Real cows? Real cows. Real mutant cows. Were they harmed in any way? Well, they're just hanging out. I mean, they're, they're, they're oh, yeah, probably like, cool. they're, they're like kind of the, you know, the freak cows. One doesn't have a nose. And uh, there's another, there's a two, okay. and there's like a two-headed cow, two-faced and, cow, technically. But they're cool, right? Yeah, they're just, they're being fed. They're just like brought out to be hang out. Nothing, nothing happens to these cows. They're just, okay. the one's just like kind of licking its face. But it's like kind of 
off because it doesn't have a, a, a snout, a muzzle. And it's just like kind oh, of a, it's see. just like, yeah, it's deformed cows, you know, mutants. Okay. But they're like, they're hanging, but they're being fed and nothing untoward happens. They're just like, oh, hey, cows, they're allowed to live. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. When I watch it eventually. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say uh fun house is worth your time one day, one day. Oh. I'll check it out. No, I'll give you. I'll. I'll give I mean, you that. Especially if you're into seeing mutants getting jerked off a little bit. Are you into that? It's real quick. I, I just don't know. I don't even know what to say. Well, me neither. But I, I don't know, RJ. I think we went over four hours. Jesus Christ! So let's end this. Okay. Well, folks, that's it for 2020. The, the end of ghoul school for another school year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week and every week with forever. you forever. Cause Criterion's not slowing down and we can't either next mm-hmm. week. We're definitely watching opening night. We'll see if we want to watch constant forge. That's optional. Cause it doesn't actually have a spine number and is you're watching 200 it. minutes, RJ 200 mm. minutes. I don't know. I mean, you're the Cassavetti super fan amongst us, so I think that's I'll some... maybe watch it. But I mean, I mean, but you've got DS9 to watch. This is highly, highly difficult for me to make this decision. Cisco. What will I do? Find out next week. Find out next week, fans, and uh, have yourselves a safe, COVID-free Halloween alone in the basement with the porch light off and just mm-hmm. fucking like snuggle in, watch some like titty slashing, some like what? some self mutilation, sure. some mutant cows. Um, or you can watch some fun stuff like mausoleum. Yep. That too. Right? Sure. Stream it. You don't even have to like spend any money. Go to yeah. Tubi. Go to Tubi. Yeah. Tubi. Watch the barn. Watch the barn. And if you really, after listening to us for four hours, you want to listen to some more, listen to that other podcast. Sure. Do whatever feels right, right? Do what feels right. Just like the best mm-hmm. horror movies where people do really deranged things. RJ just encouraged it. That's the Catholic thing to do. Do what feels right. Ask for forgiveness later. Good night, RJ. Garrett Pumpkin is doing things I've never even, never even thought of. Uh... This is way more than I signed up for.